The prosecution is not going to get that man today. No. Because I'm going to get him. January 29th, 2016. We're coming to you live from our radio and television studios located in beautiful northwest Pennsylvania where we're heard live every weeknight, Monday through Friday, that is, from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time on the Global Star Radio Network. Folks, we're also simulcast uh, on Blog Talk Radio, and you can watch us live. Almost not tonight, for some reason. A little internal issue here. But uh, you can watch us live on our YouTube channel. Links to each audio and video broadcasting venue, of course, uh, can be found at our home base at, uh, on the internet at hagmanhagman.com. And, uh, I, I'll tell you, it, it's, uh, right before the show, we, we had some issues with, with our YouTube feed, and it just, uh, it was down and up and down and up, and then finally it came up, and so, um, if you saw on our website where it was, you're redirected to just listen only via satellite, you can do that. And, and that's clear audio, clear as a bell. Uh, and of course, Global Star Radio Network, that's our satellite, uh, or that's our, our home base. But for those who don't know it, I'm Doug Hagman at the helm with fellow investigative researcher, most importantly, my son, Joe Hagman. Together we are the Hagman and Hagman Report, something I like to call America's premier father-son investigative reporting team. We go, well, we dig deep into topics of mass media. Illuminati controlled mass media won't, never will do, and many people hear the coincidence theory of historical and current geopolitical events. We look at the, uh, we look at all aspects, including the conspiratorial aspects. So there, there you go. That kind of sets the stage. And, um, I just want to say thank you to each and every one who are tuning in live tonight. Uh, thank you for listening and also thank you for your emails. Thank you for your postal mail. We read them all and, uh, just, just thank you. Thank you so much. It's great to, it is absolutely phenomenal to to be a part of your lives. Thanks for inviting us into your cars, into your homes, into your living rooms, into your computers. We so appreciate that. And uh, with that, uh, Joe, um, I just want to say, oh, a correction from yesterday. I attributed the song, um, The Night Chicago Died, uh, with uh, Bay City Rollers. For some reason, I don't know why I did that. I guess it's my age, but I was corrected today or yesterday. Many times, as a matter of fact, it's Paper Lace was the name of the group. Not that that really means anything or has any relevance to anything. We were just playing around and having some fun, but I want to be correct in that. So that said, Joe, right. it's great to have you, buddy. It is great to be here on this Friday. Uh, we had a, a good day, a lot of different pieces working separately. Uh, and then we have uh, Ted tonight, who's got a number of, of stories to cover, Um you know, our, our regu- yeah, he, he's on he's on on a regular basis every month. Uh, Dr. Ted Brewer, his website healthmasters.com. That's healthmasters.com, folks. Bookmark that website. A lot of good information. Be- you know what, Joe? Be- I'm sorry, be- I didn't mean to interrupt you, but before we uh, get, get to Ted, uh, Ted, hold on just one second here. Um, I've been asked a lot via email about my analysis of that video, the video that was the FBI released. I just want to say this, uh, for those people who are looking for forensic evidence with the video that was released, if I can just, just say this very quickly, um, because, uh, because I, I'm certified and experienced in blood spatter analysis, you know, from the forensic discipline of, of blood spatter analysis, mm-hmm. uh, 
quite frankly, the video that is, whether it's the edited version or the entire video, folks, there's really nothing to be gained by any uh, attempts at forensic analysis of the video for a number of reasons. Uh, you know, I put it up on, I hooked it up to my TV and watched it there yesterday, and like you said, there's not a lot. There's a few things that have right. gathered questions in my mind, um, but there's not much to be, like you said, it, it's... Well, yeah, and if there has to be other videos available. Because I've received a lot of emails of those people who know, for example, that I've, I've studied in that in that venue. There's no sound, uh, which is, is right. an issue. There's uh, the distance, the uh, video quality, all factor in. Exactly. Well, rather than you know address 100 emails from listeners to the show about the video, I just have to say that that there's really again from a forensic standpoint, a blood spatter analysis standpoint, uh, there's nothing to be gained by any attempted analysis of that video. And having said that, I believe that's a wrong question anyway. I do believe that that the the questions that need to be asked are not with respect to the video itself, but but why are you know why are not more uh, patriots outraged at the fact that uh, this gentleman was uh, well these people were lured, lured into this kill zone, and you know it's it's unfortunate right now that many people who call themselves patriots are in fact not our fellow uh, or not patriots uh, they should in fact be considered traitors. I do believe that this is a this should be construed the, the video itself should be construed as an FBI snuff film. Okay, that's um, and the. The bottom line with this, you know, not many reasonable people can contend that the issue might have been um, an imprudent provocation on, on the part of the Patriots. But the bottom line here, I believe, is that this film shows and was released simply for the purpose of subjugating and subduing the American public you by the government. In other words, the government saying, look, you disagree with us. This is how we're going to handle disagreements. Right. It has nothing to do with yeah. clarification of the incident. There you shown. go. That's exactly right. So we're looking at the release of the video all wrong. And rather than attempt to analyze it, we need to understand it or recognize it for what it is and intimidation. Go ahead, Joe. All right. With that, let's bring on Dr. Ted Brewer. His, again, his website is healthmasters.com. He has a radio show here right on Global Star Radio Network each and every day, 3 to 4 p.m. And, uh, and that's Eastern time. Eastern time, yeah. And then I believe you're still you're on Sundays also, Ted. Is that correct? That's correct, Joe. From seven until eight p.m. Right before Dave Hodges. All right. Yeah, it's a, wanna, up, it's a fantastic show. Go ahead, sir. Sorry. I want to read you a Bible verse real quick before we get started. I'd love this, and uh, I've been doing this every day on my show now. I've been reading a Bible verse before I get started because it kind of keeps things in proper perspective. Because the truth of the matter is, with what's going on with the globalists right now and with the international banksters. You know, people have a tendency to get down. And I had a friend of mine come over the other day. And he spent the night. He was up from Minneapolis. And he told me, he says, Ted, I'm so depressed. And I said, man, you can't be depressed. And I said, this is the day the Lord hath made, and I will be, I will rejoice, and I will be glad in it. And you also need to remember that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So my verse today is going to be out of Proverbs 3, 5, and it's this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all of your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes, and fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled overflowing, and your vats will brim over with new wine. My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline, and do not resent his rebuke, because the Lord disciplines those he loves as a father the son he delights in. Guys, look at it this way. We've all got to realize 
that we've got to trust in the Lord with all of our hearts because the information that we get every single day as patriots is awful. We've got to support our we have to support one another. We've got to support our families. We've got to support fellow patriots. And we've got to realize, guys, it's all about tap stock programming, and that's why there's so many government trolls out there saying things about so many different people trying to put out disinformation. So let's stay true to the truth and realize that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Where do you guys want to start tonight, Joe and Doug? Um, well, there's a number of places we could start. And uh, right before the we came on air, I was asking you about this Zika outbreak. Um, if we want to start there, that's a that's a great place. Yeah, we received uh, Ted. We got a, a ton of emails about that. Go ahead. I mean, I didn't mean to interrupt again, but but go on. Well, no, let's let's start with that because I've got like I literally have eighty articles to go over with you guys. I want to also do some forecasts of this year, what's going on with the markets, with the quantitative easing that we've had. Uh, I got a bunch of stuff to cover, but let's start with the Zika virus. This is super important. Now remember, a lot of people who get bitten by the mosquito with the Zika virus, they don't have any really side effects to it. Some of them develop a rash, they're sick for a couple of days. The biggest problem is if you're pregnant, and even all pregnant women bitten by the Zika virus don't have problems with their children with smaller heads. So we got to realize a lot of this is going to be high. But I'm going to read this from John Rappaport. He's probably the foremost authority on all these viruses and all these things that come out that are scams. Let me read you this again. Hysteria sells, and it's hysteria time again. Let me run down. Let, let me run it down for you. This is the word: the dreaded Zika virus. Watch out! It's carried by mosquitoes. It can cause birth defects, and babies are born with very small heads and impaired brains. Here are a few scare headlines that were running on Drudge as of 1:26. Brazil sends 200,000 soldiers to stop the spread of Zika. Stay away from Rio if you're pregnant. Losing battle against the mosquito. Virus threatening two continents. Want more hysteria? The Daily Mail indicates pregnant women are being warned not to travel to 22 countries in Latin America and Africa. Several Zika cases are being reported in Italy, the UK, and Spain. Then we have this from Washington. As Zika virus spreads, El Salvador asks women not to get pregnant until 2018. The rapid spread of the Zika virus has prompted Latin American governments to urge women not to get pregnant from up to two years, an extraordinary precaution aimed at avoiding birth defects believed to be linked to the mosquito-borne illness. A potentially culture-shaping phenomenon which the populations of several nations have been asked to delay procreation. The World Health Organization says at least 20 countries or territories in the region, including Barbados and Bolivia, Guadalupe and Guatemala, Puerto Rico and Panama, have registered transmission of the virus. So we now have governments warning women not to get pregnant, a new form of depopulation, don't get pregnant. If you do, and a mosquito bites you, you give birth to a severely damaged child. Not only that... We have mass advisories against travel for pregnant women, and 200,000 soldiers in Brazil, the site of the upcoming Olympics, are going to door-to-door and distributing information about this plague. <laughs> so let's take a little side trip to Scam City and examine the science behind the Zika virus and the assertion that it's causing birth defects. Before a virus can be said to cause a disease, few procedures need to exist. First, the virus must be proved to exist it has to be isolated from human carriers, the disease tissue, and then that tissue has to be put under an electron microscope where many, many Zika viruses can be seen. Second, tests have to be run on many suspected human cases, and these tests have to reveal very large amounts of Zika in the body. That's your basic starter kit for deciding if a virus may be causing actual human disease. In examining the published literature on Zika so far, I've seen no reports of disease tissue removal from a human followed by electron microscope photos revealing large amounts of Zika. As far as diagnostics tests on suspected human cases are concerned, I see as major, as usual, two major type types of testing, antibody and PCR. Antibodies are the immune system scouts which evade the body's body of the virus. 
if the test was well done, well, it didn't come up with a falsely positive test. False positives are frequent. But more disastrously, proving the body has contact with a specific virus that says absolutely nothing about whether the patient is sick or will get sick. In fact, before 1985, a positive antibody test was generally taken to be a good sign the body's immune system had encountered and overcome the evader. After 1985, the science was turned upside down so they could falsely promote immunizations. The PCR is very sophisticated and tricky test to run. is prone to errors. With these two useless tests in tow, the antibody and the PCR, researchers and doctors have a meaningful clue about whether a patient is ill and results of Zika infection. Therefore, attributing very serious problems to Zika on a worldwide basis is insubordinate and speculative. It isn't science. And to make the late leap claiming the virus is causing pregnant women to give birth to babies with small heads and impaired brains is speculation. And he goes on and on and on and on and on and on. And then we start to realize that all of this stuff is about selling vaccines again and that these vaccines are going to be causing you know, all kinds of health problems on their own. And it's going to be making billions and billions and billions of dollars in, in, in money for the vaccine companies again. So the sad part about this is, is that people are going to believe all of this stuff and they're going to act just like they did with the virus, with, with the whole thing associated with the, uh, the Ebola scare. And they're going to begin to realize that, hey, you know, just wait a minute, maybe there's going to be a problem, you know, with everything. And see, that's what we need to realize, guys, is that, again, it's more and more and more stuff. In fact, they're saying that it's very unlikely that anybody in the United States is even going to come down with any kind of Zika virus. It's more propaganda. It's because this pipe, this, there's probably a antibody, there's probably a vaccine in the pipeline for this particular compound, for this particular problem. And so now they're trying to promote this thing to make more and more money on it. Now, Joe, okay. you said something. You said something about that some of the the Rockefellers or somebody else was involved in this in the production. What what were you telling oh, yeah. me? Oh um, I found a uh, online. The it looks like there's a, a patent. It's um, uh, about the Zika virus, and let me pull up the. It, and it was it said it was found in 1947 by the Rockefeller Foundation. That's the name of the depositor. The source was blood from an experimental forest sentinel. Uh, rahesis monkey in Uganda, 1947, and they say it has to be freeze dried at below 70 degrees, um, and they have some other general information and characteristics, and it says it's uh, and again I'll have to send this to you, but um, paralysis and death is the effect on the host. It says, and what you mentioned, you know, there's no vaccinations, um, and they've had this since 1947. Uh, there's uh, very minimal documentation about it in this link here, but um, this is from the ATCC website uh, in partners with LGH Standards, and it, it says uh, Zika virus ATCC, copywritten uh, VR-84, and its classification is in the flaviviride or flavivorous uh, product, and the product format says freeze-dried, and I'll email this to you right now. Uh, so you have this also. So, uh, go ahead, Doug. Uh, no, I, I guess my question to you, Ted, is with respect to the uh, Zika virus. Um, I just I'm amazed at how quickly, number one, that this has taken hold and, and being classified as a pandemic. On the news today, they said on the national news, 13 states now have cases of it. Also. Right. You, you, you guys got to remember something. You know, we got a lot of stuff that's really bad concerning the federal government right now that's hitting the media and alternative media all over the place. And every time we need a, another story, we have a Monica missile. Remember with Bill Clinton? 
I mean, this yes. is something that I believe is just another big source of obfuscation. I mean, Hillary Clinton, they're actually talking now in mainstream media about her being arrested and going to prison, and suddenly now we have a Zika virus, and it's been around for 60, 70, 80 years, and they've known about it, but now all of a sudden it's in pandemic proportions. Are you kidding me? Really? And the sad part about this is, is that this is what they always do. This is the typical programming they do. Now, if you're pregnant and you don't want to fly to South America or Central America, I suggest you don't fly. You shouldn't be flying when you're pregnant anyhow. But as far as traveling down there and coming back, keep your immune system strong. Take vitamin D3, K2, 5,000 IUs of vitamin D a day. In addition to that, make sure it contains K2 because that will keep the uh, prevents arterial calcification from the D3. Also take your potassium iodide every single day. Years ago, guys... I went down to South America on a cruise, and I was required when I went into Ecuador to have all these, these shots. It was ridiculous. And because I'm allergic to latex, I can't do shots. I, I really have a serious latex allergy. And so what was interesting, I was able to get a doctor's excuse, and because my, care, my children carry the same genetic markers, they were able to not get the vaccines either. We had to have a medical excuse to give to the cruise place when we got on the ship to make sure that we, we could get off the ship you know, when we were in, in, uh, in, in South America. And the nuttiest part about it is, is nobody got bit by mosquitoes. Nobody had a problem. It was, it was ridiculous. And again, it was more and more and more. Let's have more vaccines, more this, more that, more travel warnings. And I mean, it was, and a few years ago, I was, I went to Africa and they, and they require all these shots to go to Africa. And a, and a bunch of the people that went to Africa with us, they got all these shots. And, oh God, they were sick. They were sick for a week from the shots. And we didn't take any shots. We just made sure we used some natural mosquito repellent. We used mosquito nets at night and we had no problems at all. See, the whole thing about it is if you keep your immune system strong, it doesn't matter really what you get exposed to because our body gets cancer every single day and our body gets rid of it. Our virus, body gets viruses every day. And we talked earlier this year, last year, about the GCMFA molecule and how it was you know, fighting against nagalase, which is produced by viruses and cancer, to strip the immune system's macrophages of their sugar receptors to prevent them from utilizing the vitamin D3 and they makes them so they wouldn't work. And the way I explained it last year with you guys, it takes the vacuum cleaners in our body, which clean up all the dead cancer cells and the viruses, even live cancer cells and live viruses, the macrophages, and it prevents them from working properly because of the nagalase. But the vitamin D3 and the GCMAF fixes all that, and that's what these, that's what I, our, a lot of these doctors that were dying last year, several of them, were working on as far as helping to reduce the risks of heart disease, diabetes, cancer, ADD, autism. I mean, everything was tied to this stuff. And so the craziest thing is this is what the globalists are doing. Now, later on in the show, we've got a bunch of stuff that we've added to the list of things that they're doing to kill us. So I want to cover those tonight, too. We've got a lot of health stuff to cover tonight. So, yes. yeah, I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't worry one bit about the Zika virus. Just make sure you take your D3, K2, potassium iodide, vitamin C every single day. And, and don't worry about it. I mean, again, I personally believe this is more obfuscation, trying to redirect the course of the, the debates and all the other stuff that's going on. Always look at what's happening in the news with the, with the international monetary funds and all the stuff that's happening with the stock market. They always want to obfuscate and make it something else. Remember, Reuters and APY are both owned by the Rothschild banking cartel, which controls the news. They tell their respective carriers of the news exactly what they want to carry and what they're going to carry, etc. And the sad part about this is almost all of the Zika virus stuff now has come through the AP or through the Reuters network. That's why I don't put any faith in it whatsoever. Understood. Okay. Wow. Wow. Okay. And th this is diametrically, I mean, 180 degrees opposite from what we've been hearing. Well, yeah, I mean, and because, you know. Doug, I mean, it's always this. It's always some big, Joe said it earlier. 60, 70, 80 years ago, this stuff was discovered. 
and, and it's been around the whole time. Now, a lot of it could be they've released genetically modified mosquitoes down there and, and, and to try to take care of other types of diseases. Uh, they've, they've also sprayed and sprayed and sprayed and sprayed and sprayed down there. And maybe this Zika virus mosquito is genetically altered so it's not affected by the spray. And the other mosquitoes are basically dying off. And this mosquito is becoming dominant now that carries this particular disease. It's all about the, gener- the, the GMOs, the genetic engineering, all of the stuff that they're putting in there. Now, the reality is, is one of these days, they're actually going to drop something on us that's going to be really, really bad. It's going to be primarily used to reduce the population. Now, we know that. We know that the Centers for Disease Control and the boys up at Fort Detrick and all those guys and all the, the Kiana laboratories over there in the Horn of Africa, they're all doing all kinds of crazy research right now as we speak. And that's because of the Biological Weapons Treaty back that was done, I think, back in 1988 or 89. Uh, I think Dr. Francis Boyle helped write that. He ended up saying that you know they had to move all of that stuff offshore of the United States. Of course, nobody believes that because what in the world? How in the world do we know what they're doing in an underground laboratory? I have no idea what they're doing over these places like at Fort Detrick. And these are these are these are these are major quarantine facilities. You can't just walk into them. So it's uh, I, I don't have a problem. You just I, if again if you're pregnant, I suggest you don't go to Mexico or South America or Central America. But they're telling now people not to have babies. Well, that's a huge population reduction right there in those countries with 400,000 people right now in Brazil, women that are pregnant. Now, you know, what are they, what are they going to do? Well, I need, they need to be taking sufficient quantities of vitamin D3, K2, potassium iodide, vitamin C every day to keep their immune system strong. And I don't think there'll be an issue with any of this. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. And just Gates, too, uh, the depopulation the whole, the whole plan depopulation thing with Gates and then the, the yeah, he's tied to the GMO uh, mosquitoes yeah, that have been yeah. released through the World Health Organization and That's now they're saying regular mosquitoes have contracted the uh, Zika virus and people it's important to understand that this is not a virus spreading person to person this is only spreading through uh, mosquito uh, to person so it's not a uh, a disease or a virus in the in the sense that we think it is where it can be spread through human to human contact. No, it's not. It's not. It's not going to. It's not going to go airborne. It's not going to do that. It's not. It's not like Ebola. Okay, Ebola is bad. You know. Yeah, I even reported on the Ebola stuff last year because these guys, are, <laughs> I guess, at the Kiemen Laboratory, they were doing nutty, crazy immunizations. It got so bad. Remember, last year they started throwing rocks and killing the aid workers who were giving them immunizations because apparently every time they went someplace and they started getting, started getting these immunizations, Ebola would break out in their communities. I mean, it was crazy stuff going on in Africa two years ago. But that's all kind of come to an end now, too. I mean, it's just the whole thing is just the whole thing is crazy. But like I said, one of these days, they're going to drop something on us. We're going to have plant. We're going to have, you know, we're going to have a martial law, medical martial law. And they're going to start requiring that we do all of this stuff. And it's going to be sad when all that happens, because at that point in time, we'll know that all of our rights are gone, guys. You, you know, I just I, I'm going to throw out a plug here um, in ladies and gentlemen, uh, our guest tonight, Dr. Ted Brower, healthmasters.com. That's healthmasters.com. You know, Steve Quell wrote a book, Genetic Armageddon. And when I was looking at, uh, I, in preparation for tonight's show, I was looking at uh, the, the book, Genetic Armageddon. Uh, in addition, by the way, to your book, uh, Breakthrough Health, but Genetic Armageddon talks about the designer viruses. And I, and I, and, and thank you for really addressing this, um, Zika virus because Man, I, I didn't know if, if if that fell into this designer virus category or if it was just one big psychological, you know, psyop, if you will. I, I guess perhaps we now have our reasoned speculative answer here. But okay, all right. Remember, Doug, the media can make anything a pandemic whenever they want to make it a pandemic. It doesn't even matter yeah. if it's real. 
They can say, oh, we had 200 cases of Zika virus, you know, in, in Orlando, Florida today. We got to shut the place down. We've got to do a whole full, you know, military intervention. I mean, they can, do, they can, they can do anything they want to do. But where's the proof this actually happened? And I see it all the time. I remember last year, I was, uh, my mother-in-law was up. Uh, had to be hospitalized. I think I told you about that. And we got to the, and I told you that I told the story on the show and we get there and all of a sudden they're having an Ebola drill that they told everybody was live. You know, I'm like, gotta be kidding me. And you know, they were, they're freaking everybody out. The thing was just a drill. And that's the, that's the thing is you don't know if it's real, if it's not real. I mean, look at all these supposed false flags that we're having all over the country. Who in the world knows if any of that stuff is real? And it always seems odd to me the government's always doing drills at the same time the false flag occurs. I mean, the whole thing is just a big mess, and it's more obfuscation for us to try to deal with and try to figure it out. But I want to kind of go over the Go ahead. Yeah, just one more thing, if you can kind of make a mental note of this, Ted. One of the, uh, the following second behind the Zika virus is uh, at some point tonight, if you can address whatever perhaps was going on in the American Airlines. There were two planes, pa or, uh, passengers and crew got supposedly got sick. Or yeah, landed. American Airlines. Right. A lot of people mm -hmm. wanted your insight on that. So if, if, if you have any, fine. If not, that's what, good, What did they get sick with, Doug? It, it was um, the... Re, uh, there were two separate uh, flights. Yeah, uh, yesterday was the first one. Right. I know they they said it was the day from before actually London to somewhere the L.A. Maybe the flight was going yesterday, and the they say the pressure in the cabin dropped, but two people were sick with with uh, equilibrium. Yeah, yeah, equilibrium. Uh, their equilibriums were affected that caused nausea and, and uh, vomiting and people passing out. You know, syncope episodes of syncope. But it seemed like it was twice now, or yeah, there, there, were, there were two, two occasions. And American, American Airlines flights. Just a ton well, of email. I always remember, whenever they whenever they get ready to do something, you know, release a virus, they can do it. They can do airborne. And gosh, I mean, we've done the whole show with you guys last month, I believe it was, when we were talking about what's going on with the uh, with, with what's going on with the chemtrails and the and the and the nanotechnology and the smart that the smart dust is being used and the Morgellons antenna that's being used to tie into our central nervous system to tie back into the artificial intelligence computer. I mean. The, this, the technology that we have is so advanced, and I believe it's fallen angel technology. That's what I believe it is. I believe it is as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be upon the return of Jesus, is what he said, that's what Christ himself said. And I believe that's where we are now. I believe that we're being really suckered into this massive, massive advanced technology with all the genetic stuff that's going on in the genetic Armageddon, the genetic manipulation. All of this stuff is happening right before our eyes. We just happen to find ourselves probably one of the most exciting times in history. And so if you're bored right now and you know what's going on, keep listening to the show tonight. You won't be bored anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, can't, I can't imagine anyone being bored uh, with all the headlines. But, uh, yeah, wow, oh, my goodness. All right. Yeah, let, let's, okay. let's jump real quick. Let's talk about what's going on for the, uh, for the markets and what's going on with the forecasters right now. I want to cover this for a couple of minutes because we only have two and a half hours left. And I've, got, I've got like 80 articles i got to try to cover with you guys. Uh, what we need to realize, in 2015, the primary growth that we had in the market was due to mergers and acquisitions. In addition to that, there was a lot of stock buybacks that was going on, and that was used to prop up the markets and the consolidated ownership of the market into the major of the major U.S. corporations into the hands of the international banksters. You know, when Bernanke refuses to acknowledge what happened to tens of trillions of dollars, apparently over ten trillion dollars of what happened in you know in, in, in off sheet off balance books off off-book balance sheets as far as where all this money went they were printing and the digital currency they were creating. When he refuses to do that, you have to wonder where it went. Well, a lot of this went directly into the to the banks of the Federal Reserve, and I'm going to talk about them in just in a few minutes, 
and they've been buying up like crazy the market as far as maintaining their stock prices and also buying up Fortune 500 corporations and maintaining inter- interest in those and, and tying them together with interlocking corporate directorships. So when they come out the back side of this thing, they'll own all of the industry that they have. This is the same thing the banks did in Germany and after, and during World War, right after World War I with the Weimar Republic. They stayed ahead of the inflation curve, printing money, and they pretty much bought up all the industry. That's one of the reasons that Hitler hated the bankers so much, because they did this to the German people and impoverished them. That's the same thing that's happening now in the United States. We need to realize that the... Um, for, for 2016, most of us are, you know, have been out of the market because the jobs have been so bad that we haven't had any investment capital to put back into the market after what happened in 2008. The market decline is basically reflecting of a global recession, and the mainstream media says it's because of China and oil price drops. Well, it's not the oil. You know, iron is down from $200 a ton to $40 a ton. We've got coppers down, nickel down, zinc down, corns down, wheat down. The commodity index right now is around 1999 levels and it's falling. Trying to blame it on China and oil is nonsense. All of this cheap money that we pumped in through the Fed, through the quantitative easing in these, in these smaller, in these growth economies like Brazil, et cetera, uh, who have, who are rich in commodities, are, they're all failing because the commodity prices have failed, and now they can't pay back the debt that they borrowed from the International Monetary Fund through the Federal Reserve Banks. You know, and the energy sector and the bond prices are collapsing. Uh, oil, they're still drilling it, but they're capping wells because they can't really afford to pump the oil for the prices that it's being sold for right now. The same thing is true with the ships. They can't make money. That's why one of the reasons the Baltic Dry Index is so low, and because they can't pay the freight and the cost. Uh, Brazil is almost in a depression. Venezuela is having 200% inflation. Africa is collapsing due to the commodity prices. And now we have a migrant crisis due to declining economies in these third world countries. And this refugee crisis has become a major nightmare for the people in Germany. We're going to talk about that tonight and throughout Europe. This mess is spreading now into Europe because of the refugees, the migrants, and the economic crisis. Because this is turning into a geopolitical, a religious, and a geosocial mess. Uh, now, you know, now King Obama is increasing plane loads of refugees who hate us. I mean, think about this for a second, guys. I mean, we're in Syria now bombing their water treatment facilities, bombing their electrical facilities. We've already destroyed Egypt. We've already destroyed Iraq. And now we're bringing these people in who we have no idea what countries they're from, and we're bringing them into the United States. Well, if we kill their families and kill their loved ones and kill their brothers and sisters and mothers and daddies, why do we think they're going to like us when they come over here? I mean, this is, all, this is all designed to bring us into the jihad with these folks and to bring us into a one-world government by collapsing the United States and collapsing all of Europe. It's designed to collapse the world and bring us under world government. You know, all we now, now, now all we need is a global pandemic or a war, you know, or an international disaster for this Luciferian bunch who's running everything to force a world government on all of us, which is what the Bible says is going to happen in the book of Revelation when, the, when all the seals start popping. So we need to understand that we've got a major, major mess right now in all these different markets and all of these commodities. I mean, look at look at Asia right now. We have declining currencies and trade. Every month it's getting worse. And you know, and, the, and pretty much what they always do is like they did this after 29. You have currency wars, trade wars, then you have world wars, and it allows the banksters to continue the Ponzi scheme and keep the game going over and over and over again. But the mainstream media, the bought and paid for folks. I have no interest in talking about it. I mean, we now we know that Murdoch has sold partial interest of Fox News to an Arab sheik, and Donald Trump straight called it out with Megan, uh, with Megan Kelly, and that's one of the reasons I believe that Fox that he didn't go back on there because he didn't want to get he didn't want to get blindsided again. And I think it was a brilliant move by Donald Trump last night, now allowing himself to be manipulated by Fox News, 
And sadly, this is the same thing that Reagan did, but nobody wants to talk about what Reagan did. Reagan, Reagan did not do the final debate with Mondale. I mean, you guys know that. And it's because, That's right. they, because yep. he knew he was so far ahead that the debate wasn't going to help him. It could only hurt him. And I think Trump did a brilliant, brilliant marketing strategy by not being there. And of course, CNN carried a lot of the Trump the thing that he did, but then they kept cupping, they kept cutting away from him. If they'd have left it straight on Trump, I think CNN would have some really good ratings, but they kept going back to Hillary Clinton and to Sanders and all these other people. And when you start having those people talk, nobody wants to listen to it who's conservative because everybody loathes CNN who's in the conservative market. But Fox is not what you think it is. They're like controlled opposition. And also remember, Murdoch is one of the guys who wants open borders and free immigration into the United States. This is the owner of Fox News. And he's one of the globalists. He's, he's as bad as George Soros, as far as I'm concerned, because as soon as Glenn Beck started talking about what was going on with the Federal Reserve Banks, you remember what happened to Glenn Beck. He got, he got drummed out of Fox within a month. It was crazy what happened to Glenn Beck. And see, that's what's happening all over now. These major acquisitions of all of these industries, as far as the, you know, the, 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 um, the, the, the broadcast industries have just has crippled us as far as getting the actual news. That's why everybody listening, please, you know, listen to Steve Quayle, listen, listen to the Hagman Hagman, listen to the Hodges, listen to my show every day. We're going to keep you up, uh, updated as to what's going on with all of this. Let me give you my pers personal example that happened to me, Doug. Back, oh gosh, it must have been 15 years ago now, there was a show on the Fox affiliate in Tampa, it's channel 13, and it was called the Kathy Fountain Show. And I, I'll never forget, I went on that show and we talked about the top, it was a big show in the afternoon, and we talked about the top 10 foods never to eat. And when I was on the show, it had a 37% market share. They told me the only time they'd ever had that big of a market share is when they had gone to the nudist colony. I kid you not, that was their quote. And, uh, and what was crazy is they had this giant, huge show, they made all this money on revenue, but I slammed aspartame. And now studies we're going to cover tonight have shown that aspartame is indeed as poisonous as we thought it was, which, of course, I've been telling people for 35 years. So I slammed aspartame. Well, they called me back six months later, and they said, Hey, guy, uh, Ted, we want you back on, but there's one thing you can't do. You cannot mention aspartame again. They have told us they're going to pull the funding, and they're not going to advertise with us anymore for their diet soda products if you talk about aspartame again. So we're being basically... Uh, blackmailed by the manufacturer of these products not to allow you to speak. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. That happened to me personally. That's not something I read about in a story. And then I found that a few months later, they had another show on that same network called The Investigators. And you can pull this up on YouTube right now. And they did this big show on bovine growth hormone. And when Fox found out they were going to release this, that Monsanto went berserk on them and told them they couldn't release the story and they killed the story on bovine growth hormone and you can watch and the guys all lost their jobs over this it was crazy and you can watch that on YouTube and so this was the same station that I was involved in so yes Donald Trump was right it's all about the ratings it's all about the numbers and last night he caved in the ratings for the Republican debates by not being there he cost him millions and million dollars of ad revenue because they couldn't charge the rate card they had quoted these guys because they did not have the amount of listening audience that they were supposed to have everything in radio and on TV depends on numbers. And if the numbers are what they're supposed to be or projected properly, then what happens is the advertiser can say, hey, look, you told me I was going to reach 27 million viewers. I reached 500,000. You charge me X amount. I only want to pay X amount. And they have to do that. In many cases, they have to honor that because they'll take them to court otherwise. Because when you start getting into this big advertising game with these big boys, and they're spending hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars a year in advertising for revenue to generate revenue. If you're charging them one rate card and they're getting another one, they don't play that game, Doug and Joe. 
Yeah, and, and folks, listen to listen to that exactly what Chet said because you're looking at a business. Well, enough said, but but you really have to uh, to understand exactly what Ted is saying here and understand the uh, monetary consequences. Um, yeah, that's involved here. And, and you mentioned the uh, uh, how the media is owned and everybody. All the outlets have, you know, basically a few people to answer to. Well, yesterday we read an article that over 50% or 50% of the Internet is owned by 10 major companies, and those companies stem back to the big six that own the uh, press, radio, and TV markets. Well, and that's why it's almost impossible if you try to use the Google matrix to try to get proper proper numbers for anything. Uh, You know, the same thing when you try to do YouTube or anything else. I mean, even some of the Alexia. I mean, you can't get accurate numbers on how many people are listening or how your websites are ranked. Because all that's of that's right. like, it's true. All of that's like trade secrets. And if you try to break into that, you find these companies will say, well, well, you pay us X amount of dollars, we'll get you X amount of numbers, blah, blah, blah. And they never produce what they say they're going to do. Not one time have I ever hired these guys. They ever produced anything. I hired this guy one time. Gosh, he was expensive too. I couldn't believe how much money I was paying with him. I couldn't see any difference in my numbers. And finally he kept saying, well, I got to get this in place and this in place and this in place and this in place. Then we're going to pull out the big guns. Those are, those are his words. Those are quote his words. We're going to pull out the big guns, the big guns, the big guns. So I'm paying him and paying him and paying him. Finally, six months into this thing, I said, hey, dude, when are the big guns coming out? And finally he told me, Doug, there are no big guns. So he, didn't know, he couldn't nothing, do it. Because, nothing you can do. No, there's nothing you can do. So you have to build it through word of mouth. Like your show has done, and what you guys have millions of listeners. You know, gosh, I'd probably have hundreds of thousands of listeners now on my show because we had a huge database that we promoted the show to, which have been listening to it. So, you know, I was able to get a real big jump start on my show. So when I open the phone calls for callers, I get slammed with phone calls like you guys would if you open the phone calls up. And so it's like that gives you a really good indication of how many people are actually listening, but how many phone calls you get. Because I've been on a lot of shows that you, they open the phone lines up and nobody gets, nobody even answers, nobody calls. I know when I was hosting the Power Hour last year, Lord, I had six lines on hold on my Comrex, and as soon as I said phones are open, the phones, it's all six lines just locked down. And right. a lot of them wanted to talk to the guests or to ask me questions, especially a lot of health questions. So it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that. I really appreciate Joyce allowing me to do that. In fact, Doug, I think I interviewed you twice when I was doing those interviews. Yeah, you did, actually, on the Power Hour. Yeah, but let me cover, let me give you a little bit more stuff here about what's going on. Let me share something about Morgan Stanley. Morgan Stanley has $31 trillion in derivatives right now, just Morgan Stanley. This is, I'm going to give you some numbers here. These are the real numbers. Now, what people don't realize is this. The commercial banks, okay, Citigroup, J.P. Morgan Chase, Goldman Sachs, Bank of America, a lot of which are part of this Federal Reserve Bank, have $192 trillion in derivatives themselves. I mean, think about this. This past week, I went to watch that movie, The Big Short. And I don't recommend it for anybody who's a Christian because the language is filthy. I don't think I've ever heard the F word used that many times in a movie in my entire life. If it hadn't been the movie that I wanted to watch to see what they were saying about this, I'd have got up and walked out. So as a Christian, I really didn't like being there. But as a person who's also got nudity in it, too, so I don't recommend you go to see it. But if you add the Morgan Stanley's derivatives, the total ride, this total runs at $247 trillion in notional derivatives with just the five banks holding 93% of the total. And this doesn't even include the derivatives that are global with a two quadrillion with Deutsche Bank and all these other big banks. This is a major Ponzi scheme, Doug. 
and it's going to come crashing down around us. Now, the $220 trillion global debt crisis, not including derivatives, is upon us right now, and that's being caused, that was caused by the Fed printing fiat currency hand over fist. A lot of this information, by the way, tonight is from Giro Salente. I've gone through multiple videos that he's done because I really like Giro. I also interviewed him when I was on the Power Hour. And what had happened is we had the, 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 the Fed start pumping all of this money into these third world markets to prop them up and to put them in debt with the International Monetary Fund. But now the dollar has gotten very strong. Their currencies have collapsed, and now the commodity prices have dropped. So now they can't pay the money back, so their currencies are crashing. If this $220 trillion debt bubble breaks, it will make 2008 look like a walk in the park, which was a couple trillion dollars. I mean, this is, this is insanely bigger than what we had back then. Look at Europe. They're continuing to do QE, $60 billion a month into 2017. Now they have negative yield interest rates in Europe. You know, panic decisions are trying to keep this Ponzi scheme alive. Many people in the emerging countries will have, will be leaving their country. This is what we've seen now in Africa and migrating into the northern parts because they don't know what else to do because they're starving to death. And of course, it all, as we mentioned earlier, all they're going to do is just take us to war again. I remember Einstein, a quote from Einstein said, I don't know which weapons will be used in World War III, but World War IV will be fought with sticks and stones. I mean, it's going to be bad if we if they take us to war and they do this. And I don't think it's going to be nuclear. We're so far fat. We're so far past nuclear war now. It's beyond belief with the space-based weapon systems that we have. Look at gold and silver demand is off the charts in the third quarter of this year. Gold was up 207 percent in the USA the third quarter of this year. 70 percent in China. It costs about thousand and fifty dollars just to mine gold. But gold is being totally manipulated by naked shorts. Don't believe that? Look at the fact we've been they've, the LIBOR folks. We found it that was rigged. The forex it was rigged. The gold in Europe has been demand is up 35 percent. The thing I really like about all of this, Doug, is the Fed will not allow us to read their minutes for five years after the meeting. That's how much power they have over the United States. We cannot read Fed minutes for five years. And if you read the Fed minutes from back in 2007, 2008, they had no idea how to fix what was going on, if those are actually the real minutes, because they had five years to change the minutes if they wanted to. So, I mean, if there was a terrorist strike right now, or the central banks who run our country, they could say the computers got shut down, all this digital stuff got wiped out, and they would skate on every bit of this stuff, just like they did in 2007. And that's my forecast for the year. The stock okay. market, I, I believe the stock market is going to continue to ratchet down. I believe gold and silver prices are continuing to get manipulated. And I have one more caveat to add here, and I'll ask you both this question. If we know the Federal Reserve can print money unlimited amounts of money into the trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars in off-book balance sheets and not tell anybody where the money went. Under Congress, won't tell you. Refuse to tell you. How do we know right now they're not still printing trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars to hold the market up right now the way they're doing it? And how long can they continue to do it if they're doing that? The answer to that is they'll continue to do it until the rest of the world decides that we're no longer going to be the reserve currency of the world and start using other currencies to trade for oil, and the petrodollar dies. If the petrodollar dies, the United States is going to find itself in an unbelievable mess with these giant deficits that we're running because nobody's going to buy our debt, and nobody's going to be able to do anything with our currency because it'll go to third world status, and we're going to end up with hyperinflation. What do you guys think? I think you're you're right on the money. Yeah. You can look to see to the Weimar Republic to look to see how far they can go with printing the currency. They can print those currencies until it's worthless, which it basically has become. It holds 
it's a very small percentage of value that it did a hundred years ago. But in the Weimar Republic, they couldn't take a wheelbarrow full of million-dollar marks to buy a loaf of bread. And, and, yeah, and, and Ted, if I can just interject something here, um, I, I really truly believe that our listening audience is the most intelligent on, on the planet because I've never, <laughs> excuse me, I've never heard of this before uh, in, until a couple of days ago. Uh, although other people have um, a, a website called MarketSkeptics.com. Uh, an author, Eric D. Carbonell, wrote back in uh, 2011 about the uh, uh, Treasury Exchange Stabilization Fund. Okay, I don't know whether you've ever heard of that, the ESF or the Ex- Exchange Stabilization Fund. It, at, at this, all you have to do, folks, is put ESF, what I've been afraid to blog about, or just look at MarketSkeptics.com and, and search for ESF. There's a five-part video series. Very quickly, Ted, I just want to tell you about this. Um, the I, the ESF is um, the is officially in charge of def- defending the dollar. It's the government agency that controls the New York Fed, runs the CIA's black budget, and is the architects of the world's monetary system that includes the IMF, World Bank, and so on. And it's the ESF financing um, through the OSS and, and then formerly, and then of course the CIA built upon the uh, worldwide propaganda network which distorted histories but but the bottom line is this and and they came into uh, creation through a uh, uh, through a, a congressional bill back in 1934 and the uh, but all, all the, the all of this i said all of that to say this the the real one of the real issues and again i thank my members of my audience bob Maggie, and so on um, the real issue is that the ESF is perhaps one of the most uh, uh, interesting aspects, uh, something I've never heard of before, and I believe that uh, exposure to this is perhaps well, far beyond uh, necessary, but I don't know if you have any comment on if you've ever heard of the ESF before or not, but I never did. Yeah, and I have, Doug. It's tied. It's all tied together to the International Monetary Fund and also to the, 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 the Bank of International Settlements through Switzerland, which was originally set, which was originally set up after World War I for the debt payments for the Versailles Treaty. Uh, all of this stuff is corrupt. I don't for one minute believe that there are, counter, there are parts of our government that control this. I believe that our government has been completely taken over by the international banking community, and I believe that they're the ones that are running this and doing this. I believe that these guys are so wicked and so awful, and I've talked about them so many times with all these human sacrifices and all the crazy stuff these people do and all the Satan stuff they do, that they're the ones that are running this thing, and they're about they they, they want us. I mean, the, George Soros is so evil; it's unbelievable. And so, and so is Henry Kissinger and the rest of those guys. And I know Kissinger. Yeah. I mean, I've met Kissinger. I've talked. Oh, oh, by the way, Doug, I've got two guys that are good friends with Donald Trump, and they're getting a message to him. They both know him personally, and I'm trying to get him to come on your show. Oh, good. Thank you. Yeah, that, that would be good. But, uh, I've, I've, I've got, got some two guys that are in contact with him constantly, and they. And in fact, the one guy has, has already told me he has committed that he will ask him if he will come on. Okay, yeah, I've got some questions, direct questions for him, and I know our audience does as well, so that would be great, man. And a few quotes from Kissinger. Uh, you know, you said he is evil. He is truly evil. Um, his book, the book, The Final Days, he wrote, "Elderly, the elderly are useless eaters. Also, he wrote, military men are dumb, stupid animals to be used as pawns as foreign policy. And then he gets into, uh, continued to talk and getting to State Memorandum 200 about the depopulation agenda um, requiring, uh, it should be the highest priority of foreign policy. Yeah. Towards the third world. 
That's that's right. I, I met him. He was one of the speakers at one of the seminars I did back in the nineties. And uh, he's a very a very short fellow. He's only like about five foot two, five foot three. Uh, just very strange. I mean, you, you can almost feel the presence of evil when he walks up. I mean, there's something really nuts about this guy that he's this old and he's still alive. It's like a lot of these old people that are involved with all of the satanic stuff. Apparently, that's one of the little things they bargain for is living longer and longer. And I, I guess that maybe because they're demon possessed. I don't know, guys. I mean, you have to talk to Russ Dizdar, Steve Quayle about all that. Then they're a lot more, you know, versed in that than I am. But the craziest thing about all of this stuff is that I know these guys. And, and, then, and, I, and I've told you before, if I had known what I know now, 20 years ago, when I was doing all of this stuff, of course, I would have been immediately kicked off of the seminar circuit because I would have asked the wrong people or I would have asked the right people the right question and I'd have been gone. <laughs> yeah. But but, uh, but, it, but it's interesting. I mean, I've sat down, you know, with Benjamin Netanyahu and I've had dinner with him. I've had private dinner with just five of us with President, you know, H.W. Bush. Uh, and, you know, I mean, I've done all, not not W.S., President H. Bush, for the older one, Dad Bush. And I mean, if I'd have known about Prescott Bush and, you know, him and Smedley Butler, I'd ask him that question, which would now been kicked out for that. So it's in, I, I know Schwarzkopf, Colin Powell, I know all of these guys. I know the founder of Yahoo. There's so many people out there that I met that I only wish that I'd had some information on how to talk to them in a way that would not have put them on the defensive about some of these issues that we talk about. And I will say to you this though, a lot of people say they have been with president, they've seen video of President Bush's eyes going reptilian and going slitted. <laughs> Guys, I've sat right there with dinner with him and I've sat there and I've had probably 50 conversations with the man and I've never seen that. I mean, I'm standing three feet away from him, two feet away from him. So if somebody tells you that, I never saw any of that. So it's just kind of a crazy thing when you start getting this internet fodder and this chat, chatter going on. But I've actually met the guy, sat down, had dinner with him. In fact, the day we had dinner with him, it was me, Peter Lowe, President Bush, Tony Robbins, his wife, and I believe Sharon was, Sharon was with us. So I think that's five or six people at dinner. And we had one table in this huge banquet hall with this really fancy china and really fancy silverware. <laughs> so it was, it was pretty interesting to have the LF president. And that, that was, remember, that was right after he was president. This was like in 94, 95, something like that, maybe 97. So it was a few years after he was president. Let's talk about some health stuff if we can, guys. Is that all right? Yeah, we got about five minutes till the top of the hour break, so um, go ahead and, and get into it. Well, I got a bunch of stuff to cover with you guys tonight, and uh, and again, thank you so much. I mean, I've got I've gotten so many uh, so many emails, you know, from uh, your listeners. Oh God, your listeners are so wonderful. I love these guys. I love you guys, and I just pray that all. I pray that everybody who listens to the show is blessed. I pray that God's God's face shines upon you, that he's gracious unto you, he gives you peace, he gives you prosperity, he gives you long life, because the Hagman listeners are the absolute best in the world. I've been on so many talk shows, and guys, let me tell you, let me share something with you. I don't always get it right. Gosh, I cover such a broad variety of topics. Sometimes I make mistakes. Please forgive me when I do. I'm doing the best I possibly can in a situation where it's very fluid and a lot of things change on an ongoing basis. So if I do mess up or do say something that's not quite right, it's not something I'm intending to do and it wasn't done on purpose. I do believe... I am, I'm a Christian, you guys know that, so I'm doing the best I possibly can, and so when I do mess up, I ask you to forgive me. So thank you so much. But let me look at the, look, let's look at this. The dangerous dichotomy of birth control pills. People use birth control pills to try to not have babies, but they cause blood clots, strokes, and heart attacks. These are serious negative effects of hormonal contraceptives, and they're undeniable. I mean, here's what I tell you guys. If you're going to be doing stuff like this, you gotta start taking vitamin E, as a blood thinner. 
Bobby Eaton's one of the most important blood thinners. In fact, Barbara Bush was talking to me one time about Dan Quayle and how he was having really bad problems with blood clots in his legs because he was flying so much. And I told her, I said, but the best thing he can do is to take vitamin E and cod liver oil. These two things really, really help the blood to flow and be more, 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 um, less, less, have lower viscosity. So it makes it, I guess that would be higher viscosity. Yeah, higher, no, lower viscosity. So, so, so the blood will thin. The blood needs to be like water. So when it goes through the body, it doesn't get stuck on things. It starts clotting on things. Super important that you drink enough water, distilled water. Now we find out that almost all the major manufacturers of water, Joe and Doug, all the bottled water manufacturers, like 90% of them, add fluoride to the bottled water. Yep. They add fluoride to the, I mean, have you guys done the story on that yet? No, no, but I, no, no, but we've gotten emails saying, did you know this? And no, we didn't know this until, you know, our listeners told us this. Yeah, I watched a documentary earlier this week dealing with fluoride and, um, distilled water. They said it was the only safe way. Exactly. Uh, to avoid no, it that. Is. And, no, and the no. food, the, how much fluoride's in food? I was unaware of that until watching well, this documentary. We're going to talk about that again in a few minutes when I talk about the uh, the ways they're killing us, and I'll, I'll have to I'll probably have to go through it pretty quickly because we won't be able to cover it all. But the only way you can do it is distilled. That's right. That's the only way because the water separates from the solids and the distilled, and then and the fluoride turns into a gas and goes through what's called a volatile gas vent. At our, our website, healthmasters.com, we have the best water distillation systems available in the world. That's what I personally use, Doug. I know you have one of those units, too. I, I use it, yep. And, and I'll tell you something I've never seen. I didn't think there could be so much crud. Folks, you're drinking crud in your in your water, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. And and um, now we, I've got, actually, I used to have a, a distiller. This, uh, and this is not a sales pitch, but i got to tell you, your distiller does... Something that the other distillers have don't do. Um, I've never seen so much crud come out of our water than with your distiller. So no, we have the best. Oh, oh by the way, one more thing too. Uh, since we're talking about product, our purple sticks are back in stock. We were we were about out of them. They shipped us some more, so we still have you. If you want to order purple sticks to get more energy, <laughs> I used one tonight at five thirty, and I'm still all geeked up, dude. I'll be taking a melatonin tonight to calm down from that one. So uh, yeah, they work great. They really work great. I use them every morning instead of coffee because they don't cause an elevated cortisol. They don't make you store body fat. They don't increase your risks of heart disease, and they actually decrease the risks of a whole bunch of degenerative diseases, including different types of cancer, because of green tea extracts. So they're phenomenal products. And uh, again, they're at our website, healthmasters.com. And also, Dave Hodge's joint protocol is back in stock again because we had run completely out of those products. And of course, the blood sugar protocol with you, Doug, is still there. And I, I hear you had I hear you had Katie on with you the other night talking about what we've been with her. <coughs> yes, and and uh, we you know we said nothing until Katie decided to come go public and let people know that she was suffering from cancer. We got about a minute left uh, before the top of the hour. Well, yeah, because I would never talk about that because I didn't know she was going to go public with that. And so, but, but Katie's a wonderful person, and I I love her, man. She's great, and I, mean, I love all of you guys. I love the listeners. I mean, you guys are so nice. And, you know, and that's the whole thing. I mean, let's, let's all of us support each other and just forgive one another, be nice to one another, and realize that we're all in this mess together. We're all being sprayed with chemtrails. <laughs> Gosh, yeah, that's true. We're all being infected yeah. with more gelons. I mean, I mean, it's oh. just awful what they're doing to us, and we're not, we're, they're treating us like we're a bunch of lab rats, but at least we're awake, Doug and Joe. At least we know what they're doing, and at least we know that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. I, I had a hey, talk with you. Hold that thought. Stay with us, buddy. You're listening to the Hagman and Hagman Report on this Friday, January 29th, 2016. We'll be right back after these short messages. Stay with us. This is the Global Star Radio Network. 
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to hour number two of this Friday edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. Today is January 29th, 2016. Coming to you live from our studios in northwest Pennsylvania. We're with Dr. Ted Broyer from HealthMasters.com. Also has a radio show here on Global Star Radio Network, 3 p.m. Eastern, each and every weekday, as well as 7 p.m. on Sundays. We're going to get back to him in just a second. Yeah, uh, I just want to tell you, HealthMasters.com is the website. That's HealthMasters.com. Um, the book Breakthrough Health, perhaps one of the most uh, comprehensive books you can buy. I recommend that. Highly recommend Breakthrough Health by Dr. Brower. That's healthmasters.com. In terms of nutritional supplements, you can, you can tell the difference. I'll just leave it at that. You can tell the difference. I can't make any medical claims, but you go ahead and you buy uh, your multivitamin at a Walmart or a Kmart versus the top quality. And even um, even among the, shall we say, the higher end uh, of nutri- nutritional supplements, the other alternative media outlets uh, promote. There's a huge difference in quality and a huge difference, therefore, in effect. So healthmasters.com as well. Now, I also want to mention portions of the nice broadcast brought to you by American Survival Wholesale. That's American Survival Wholesale. Go there. Uh, all things survival-related including and especially their long-term storable food. That's uh, americansurvivalwholesale.com. While we're at it, I want to give a shout-out shout to Block It Pocket. Have you, folks, have you, do you have a Block It Pocket? If not, get one. I'll tell you why. The radiation, and Dr. Brewer talks about this radiation from cell phones, from uh, devices, all devices, but especially cell phones. You know, you, they have block a pocket has block it blankets, block it um, towels, if you will, it's for not protection only for, for uh, uh, identity theft protection. It's also for health. Yes, yes. So you can have your block it pocket, block it blanket, block it notebook. Just block it, block it pocket. That's <laughs> what they call it. It's actually fun to say, but blockitpocket.com. All right, getting back to Dr. Ted Brower, healthmasters.com. Ted, let's rock and roll. Okay, let's talk. Let's talk. This is from a guy named Clifford Capricornicom, and he's done a lot of research on Morgellons. And he's saying that one of the primary things that you can really do to reduce the amount of growth in the Morgellons bacteria in your body is the use of vitamin C. Also, he recommends N-acetylcysteine and also glutathione. And we've also found that black seed oil is one of the best things that you can use for fungus. This is one of the best. Period. And also, we also recommend vitamin D two, D three K two, and also the uh, potassium iodide, at least 12.5 milligrams a, a day. I take all that every single day. And, of course, I have another product we have. It's called Astragalus, and it's one of the highest concentrations you get of Astragalus. And the other day, Austin, my co-host on the show, and also the manager and the president of Health Masters, my son, got really bad and swollen glands on the side of his neck. And that always is an indication he's going to have a really sore throat. He's going to get really sick. Now, I loaded him up on the Astragalus, the D3, and I also gave him a whole bunch of vitamin C. And the next morning, he was completely better and his throat was better. The same thing happened to me last summer. I went to the same protocol. I was up there speaking for a pastor up in Washington, D.C., 1,500 yards away from the White House. 
I'm telling people the same thing that I'm telling you right now. Except we were talking a lot about Hillary Clinton and her her association with with uh, Margaret Sanger and this Margaret Sanger Award, the Margaret Sanger Foundation. And it was interesting because uh, I was telling you know I'm, I'm like the stone's throw from the White House saying giving the same information out. And I got really, really sick one night with really bad infected glands. I mean, I was, it was bad. And I, I went on the same protocol, and the next morning I woke up because I was scheduled to speak for the next two nights. And I was completely better with absolutely no sore throat, no cold, nothing. So I would suggest that people start feeling bad, load up on this stuff, you'll start feeling a whole lot better really, really fast. And now that I've built my system up with it, I haven't had more problems with it. Here's another interesting article. Zero U.S. measles deaths in 10 years. But over 100 measles vaccine deaths have been reported. <laughs> How do you like that, guys? Jeez. 108 total of the and that now, and some of the research on some of the databases that I read say that only about one percent to two percent of the actual number of cases of death are actually reported to the CDC. Because a lot of times they'll say, well, this is not from the measles vaccine, but it was from the measles vaccine, so they don't report it or record of that. That would make this between five and ten thousand children have died mysteriously. A lot of them with sudden infant death syndrome, et cetera, after they receive these shots. And so the sad part about this is nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody wants to talk about what these vaccines are doing and the death rates that they're causing and the problems that they're causing as far as with Nagalase and the problems they're causing with ADD and autism. Here's another article. Black seed oil. This is amazing, by the way. This is by Lynn Griffith. And she says, black seed oil rapidly destroys pancreatic tumors with an 80% success rate. Isn't that amazing? This is black seed oil, B-L-A-C-K. Now, I'm not black, seeing black like the color, not flaxseed, but black like the color. Black like the color, but they're, that's right. And they're, they're actually from the Nigella sativa plant. They're also known as black cumin, black caraway, black sesame, uh, onion seeds, and almost also Roman coriander. These seeds have been found to cure everything from allergies to hypertension. In fact, one article I read said it cures everything but death. This is one of the things that I did. See, I believe, I personally believe that I was infected with the Morgellons because I was itching like crazy. And I had a tomato allergy and I quit drinking, eating tomatoes and I was still itching. And it was awful. And I started using the black seed oil and it, it got better like within a week and a half or so. I mean, it, I mean, my ear, my, my ear canals were itching. It was, it was driving me nuts. And this stuff even according to her, uh, destroys pancreatic tumor cells rapidly with an 80% success rate. Now, I'm not seeing, like I said, the clinical studies that are undone with that, and this is just as far as I'm concerned, anecdotal at this point. But, I mean, this stuff's amazing. I mean, I, I take like a tablespoon of this stuff every single day, and it's supposed to be one of the best things that you can do to prevent fungal infections. It's also a really good product to use if you've got a problem with yeast infections. And so I take this stuff every single day. Here's another article. Rhode Island is reintroducing mandatory GMO labeling laws by Christina Sorich. She says that Rhode Island Representative Dennis Canario is reintroducing a bill that would require label foods, would label foods containing, containing genetically modified ingredients, ultimately allowing consumers to know what they're eating. This is going to be fought tooth and nail by Monsanto again because they don't want us to know what we're eating. This genetically man, mandatory, these modified foods are changing us from an epigenetic standpoint, which means it gets transferred into the next generation and the next generation. When you give rats, lab rats, GMO food, straight corn, within three to four months, these guys are covered in tumors. The next generation is almost completely sterile, and they got all, they're just unbelievably sick. And by the third generation of rats, they're basically completely malformed, and they have 
all kinds of genetic anomalies. This is what they're doing. They're rewriting our, our, our genetics is what they're doing by giving us this trash, which is going to go in there and affect us from a genetic standpoint with epigenetics. There's all kinds of articles you can read on epigenetics and why it's so important, especially for pregnant women, not to be around any of this stuff, not to be eating any of this stuff. It's absolutely critical. Also with that too, I want to talk in a few minutes, I'm going to talk about Teflon and how bad Teflon is in the nonstick coating and how all the chemicals they put out. We're going to be doing that in just a moment too. But so we're going to have to continue to fight this to try to get this GMO labeled because if we don't get it labeled, guys, we won't have any idea if we're eating it or not. Now listen to this. Monsanto is now suing California to block the listing of herbicide known as glyphosate or Roundup as a cancer-causing agent. Here's the crazy part this is. The the information received from the Freedom of Information Act showed that Monsanto knew back in the 70s and the 80s this product causes cancer. But now, because it was, I guess, so long ago, they've come out with additional research now that they can pay for, that's how I look at it, that says that it doesn't do this. So now they're suing the state of California in order to stop California from listing, listing Monsanto's glyphosate as a known carcinogen, even though their own research showed that it caused cancer. What do you guys think about that? It's um, par for the course. I mean, they've they've passed laws in the uh, U.S. that allow all foods to be labeled natural when, in fact, they're genetically modified. And there's, I mean, we've seen every lawmaker uh, in the lawmaker's opposition to allow genetically modifieds to be labeled as such. I mean, there's a, a battle going on just so they keep that name off of the foods that are genetically modified, and the government's been going along with it. Well, no, it's awful. And so what we're having here now is a situation in which we're learning more and more about how poisonous the stuff is they're giving us and how they're continuing to lie to us. But again, this is one of the things that they're doing to destroy us and to kill us. And this this is what they want to do. Let me read you the thing with Teflon real quick, because I know a lot of people are are wanting to talk about this. Absolutely. Teflon, Teflon, this is the nonstick cookware. If you're going to use cookware, which you have to use, use glass, cast iron, or stainless steel. Don't use clad aluminum at all. Don't use any of that, and don't use any nonstick. If you take a cast iron pan, the good old-fashioned cast iron pans, and you season them, hardly anything sticks to them anyhow. And that's what we use at the house. We use cast iron, or we use stainless steel, or we use glass. But I want to read you this article here real quick. It says Teflon is deadly to birds, and it's also who's going to be next. I don't have a I don't have a name on, the, on who wrote this article. And it says that Teflon bird fatality reports. When a Teflon lined oven was used to bake biscuits at 320 degrees Fahrenheit, an owner reported the death of his parrots, which were near the oven, because it puts off vapors. When four stovetop burners lit with Teflon drip pans were preheated for a meal, 14 birds died within 15 minutes. When Teflon-coated heat lamp bulbs were installed in chicken pens, half the chicken population passed away within a few days. I mean, this is nuts. In April 2003, the Environmental Working Group filed a petition with the Environmental Protection Agency to take action against DuPont for an 18-year cover-up regarding the dangers of Teflon chemical PFOA. DuPont was fined $16.5 million for failing to report the dangers of this chemical. But it gets worse. Fumes from heated Teflon. According to the Environmental Working Group, fumes from heated Teflon are made up of four extremely toxic gases. PFIB, which used as a nerve gas during World War I, MFA, described as a gas can kill people at low dosages. PFOA, a carcinogen in animals, causes birth defects and infertility. PTFE, classified as a carcinogen to animals and likely to humans. What is shocking is that most of the fears of Teflon don't even discuss the PFIB and MFA. 
these bird-killing toxic gases have gotten very little notice. Instead, they focus on there's been another chemical called PFOA, which has been investigated the most and linked to cancer infertility. Again, infertility, guys, infertility. This is found in many brands such as Silverstone, Fluron, Supra, Excalibur, Xylon, Duracoat. All of these brands carry all this. There is no such thing as a safe, non-stick coating, period. They don't exist. Don't buy these types of cookwares. I mean, use, use, use ceramic, use cast iron, use stainless steel, use glass, but stay away from all of this other stuff. I saw this article and I thought, what a great article. I'm going to read this tonight on the show. But isn't that amazing that we have all these people using Teflon-coated things, even when they're pregnant, and they think it's okay? It puts off so much of this gas. They say if you're in a room that doesn't have proper ventilation or outside air coming in, you can actually poison or cause birth defects from using this stuff. And that's, that's crazy. I mean, why in the world would anybody do that knowing that? Ted, when did Teflon become like, um, and, and uh, I'm asking this for a reason. When did when did Teflon become? I think it was back in the 60s, I think it was back in the 60s and the 70s. Now look at all the infertility problems that we've had since then. I mean, it's getting worse and worse with the infertility. I mean, yeah, good, good lord, you know, in a lot of areas men's sperm counts are down by 90 percent. I mean, it's just okay. awful. And, and women fertility clinics are all over the place now with women who can't get pregnant. I mean, it's, it's all part of this. It's all part of the Gardasil, part of the Teflon, part of the fluoride, part of the chemtrails, part of all of this. Right, right. Their whole okay. goal is to reduce the population. Oh, here's some of the brands, by the way, that contain fluoride. Uh, Nestle Waters in North America, they, they contain, they complain, it's called the name of the brand is Arrowhead that contains fluoride. Nestle Waters in North America, again, Deer Park is another one of theirs. Uh, uh, also, uh, Ice Mountain. Uh, another one is Kentwood Springs, Mount Olympus. I mean, this is, I mean, Poland Spring, are you kidding me? All of these. I mean, Zephyr Hills. I mean, these are, these are name brands that contain fluoride, and we're thinking we're buying this stuff so we don't get this trash in our bodies, and not only are we getting the, uh, the, uh, the, the plastic poisoning, we're now we're finding out they're putting fluoride in it. Now, you think about this for a second, guys. The government knows that we're buying this water because we're not drinking the tap water. And so why in the world are they putting this stuff in the water that we're drinking that we're buying that's not supposed to have this stuff in it? I mean, there's got to be some kind of a, so remember that movie Doctor Strange Love from 1963. I think <laughs> yeah. the major yeah. reason they were starting this war was because of fluoride. You know, it's it just crazy. Yeah. Well, you know exactly. And um, talk about uh, predictive programming or, or you know an insight into an agenda. The, the um, Voss Voss Water V O S S. I noticed now that they're uh, you had told told us, I think the last time. About Voss water bottles that you drink Voss water out of Voss water bottles, right? Is that that's no? correct? I, I, I always refill them with distilled water. Okay, because I've noticed at, at the local store here, they have Voss water in plastic bottles, and, and that just concerned me a little bit. Um, I, I don't, you know, I don't know. Supposedly BPH free, but nonetheless. Well, to me, to me again, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna use a if you get if you have a distiller, right, and you're yep. refilling your own water anyhow, the Voss bottles. I took one of my car today to the office, you know, when I was pulling up all these articles for the show tonight, and I just bring it with me because it's easy and it doesn't spill in the car. You gotta be careful yep. not to crank. I, the other day, I cranked a doggone seat in the car on top of one of them and splattered one of them in the car, and the glass went everywhere. What a mess that was! So you gotta be careful because they are glass and they will break. And I always right. put them down low so if you are in an accident, so they're not going to be tumbling around hitting you in the head, right? So avoid putting them in the places where you're going to get hit with them if something happens to you in an accident. But that's what I always use. I always bring the Voss bottles with me. And I actually put, I actually carry the one-gallon glass apple juice jugs 
in the back of the car, and, you know, so they're tied down so they can't move around. And I use them to refill my, you know, my Voss bottles. And if we go on a trip or something like that, I bring my own water with me. I yet, and yes, I am that fanatical. When I take my, my motor home, when I go somewhere, I always put, loaded up with like 20 gallons of glass jugs to bring my own water with me because I don't want to drink it. Plus in my well here, I always fill the tanks up before I leave the house because I don't want fluorine and chlorine and chemicals and fluoride in the water that I'm going to be washing my dishes with or brushing my teeth with at night. So We're making I'm, ice I'm, with, I'm, yes. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you another thing I did. This is going to sound completely nuts, but this is just how this, and it's so funny, Austin started laughing at me the other night. I got one of these hot tubs, you know, it's attached, attached to the swimming pool. And what I do, because everybody in Florida has a swimming pool, right? And if I have this hot tub that heats up, it's got like 500 gallons of water in it. And what I do is, when I, if I want to use this thing, because you only can use it three or four times a year in Florida because it's always so hot down here, it's, it's, just, it's, just, it's warm again today. What I do is when it's cold for the three or four nights when the temperature plummets down to 60 over down here, what I do is I, I actually pump the water out of the hot tub, pump it out, out of the pump for the, that separates the pool, and I refill it with uh, well water. I actually refill my, it takes about, you know, I, put, I run three water hoses into it. It takes about you know, 30 minutes to fill it back up. And then I heat that water that's been fresh, basically out of the Florida aquifer, which is like spring water, which has said nothing added to it. And Austin came home the other day. He goes, what are you doing, Dad? I said, well, I'm dumping the tub. And he, he, and he, was, he got the biggest kick out of it. He goes, man, you're really hardcore, aren't you? I said, yeah, I, I believe this stuff. Why am I going to – number one, this, this water in my swimming pool has been sitting here soaking in all the more gelons and chemtrail crap for the last month before I, since I've used it. You know, I don't even like getting in the water. I mean, if I had to drink it, I could. I could run it through a bunch of filters. And I said, but the point is, why am I going to sit there and open up my pores and allow all of the chemicals and the chlorine from the water to get into my body? Because remember, you'll look, if you take a hot shower in chlorinated water, You'll absorb as many trihalomethanes if you're on city water in, in a 15-minute shower as if you had drunk eight glasses of contaminated water through your lungs as far as the vapor. That's how toxic it is when you do this. That's why we have shower filters at Health Masters, too, because you don't want to shower in this water. So, yes, I'm that hardcore. I dump my jacuzzi water into my swimming pool, and then I ended up filling it back up again, heating it up, sitting in there with my wife for an hour or so, and our skin doesn't get itchy, and it feels absolutely wonderful. And if it didn't take so much magnesium chloride, I'd throw a bunch of magnesium chloride in it too and just do a mineral bath while I'm in there to soak up some magnesium. But that's just then it all dumped back into the swimming pool and it burned the kid's eyes, so I don't want to do that. So, yes, I really do practice what I preach. In fact, I do a whole lot more than I'd ever expect anybody else to do. And when you come to my house, if you ever do, and most of your listeners are invited, but I need to meet them first at the office to make sure they're not strange. <laughs> not that any of the <laughs> listeners will be strange, Doug. But uh, I have met a few strange ones. You know, I remember one time when I did Coast to Coast, Captain Nibiru uh, was working for Admiral Yahweh, and they were working with the Palladians to blow up a starship before it could intercept the planet uh, Nibiru. And, I mean, <laughs> I got some crazy phone calls. <laughs> so I don't want everybody coming into the house in case we meet them. And, oh, by the way, also – I don't take boxes that I don't know who they're coming from. We don't accept them if we refuse them. And I don't sign certified mail envelopes or anything like that unless I know where they're coming from. I don't do that because I don't want anything weird coming through the mail to me. So I just thought I'd mention that to everybody listening tonight. Boy, uh, you know, I, I should have, <laughs> we should have taken your advice a long time ago. You should see some of the stuff we, well, oh, man. I shouldn't say some. It's just, uh, yeah. Um, well, no, I, I learned a long time ago, you know, you know, when I had a, years ago I had a, a witch send me a bunch of really bad stuff, and I just learned back then, this is about like seven, eight years ago, I just don't take it. If, if there's not a return address on something, if it doesn't have a name on it, 
if it just shows up in the mailbox, uh, it's going to stay in the mailbox. It's going to get sealed up in plastic, and they can take it back. <laughs> I don't have any interest in opening it at all. Now, here's another article. Tylenol, which I've been telling you guys, and I listed it as one of the top ten things never to put in your body, can kill you. The new warning admits popular painkiller causes liver damage and death. Duh, duh, duh. I've been telling people this for the past 30 years. And you know what's so funny to me, Doug? This stuff starts coming out like it's some kind of revelation from these, these research people. And I've been telling people for 30 years, trans fats are bad, hydrogenated oils are bad, pork is bad, shellfish is bad, aspartame is bad, Splenda is bad, sodium nitride is bad. And I've been telling this stuff, you know, back in the 80s, I remember I was on a big show WCIE here in Lakeland, which has basically been changed now, was through Carpenter's Home Church. And I'll never forget this. One day I got on this radio and I got really, really bold. And I said, guys, you can change your health by changing your diet. You've got to stop eating this junk they're putting out. This is before GMOs. I had a local medical doctor call a board meeting of CIE, bring me behind the doggone platform of CIE before one Sunday morning service, chew me out and tell me that basically I was promoting unfounded cures by telling people that diet and nutrition would affect their health. I kid nice. you. No, this happened to me. Sharon was with me. I gave the... Both the doctors who did that are dead now. They both died of diseases like cancer. And the sad part about this is, is that, you know, you try your best to help people, but sometimes they just don't want to listen. This was back 30 years ago. So yes, I've been dealing with this for 30 years. And now every single thing that I told people, uh, my attorney, uh, he, he always sends me these articles. And he goes, Ted, you told us this 35 years ago. Here's the latest research saying that you were right from 35 years ago. And I'm like, well, yeah, because I've, I've known him for many, many years. He's been a good friend of mine, my attorney. So when I tell you this stuff, guys, I'm not making any of this stuff up. I've seen it in my clinical offices. I was trained as a naturopath back in the 80s. You know, I, and I, I, I just, I, I've seen thousands and thousands of patients on an individual basis as a licensed nutritionist in the state of Florida. That's why I know so much about this stuff, Doug. That's why when you had a problem with your blood sugar, I was able to say, hey, why don't we just try this, this, and this, and change your diet like this, this, and this, and it worked. Same thing with Dave Hodges with his joints. Put you on a healthy blood sugar protocol. Put Dave Hodges on a healthy joint protocol. Put put Katie, Katie on a healthy immune system protocol. See, that's the way it works. If you stay on health, and let me ask you guys another question. If you've got a problem and you have no energy and you feel awful all of the time or your blood sugar is sky high and you change your diet and all of a sudden your blood sugar comes down, your energy level starts feeling great, and you feel absolutely wonderful, doesn't it make sense had you been eating like that to start with that you never would have had the problem with the high blood sugar? Yeah, that's a logical conclusion. Yeah, but that's the, that that concept is is foreign to most people. They don't get that. I mean, Another, why do we have one in fifty eight children now coming down with autism? Why are they saying that by twenty twenty five one in fifty one and two will have autism? By twenty thirty five that all boys will have autism, and by twenty thirty six all girls will have autism. You know, there's a problem here, guys, and we've got to talk about it. And you guys got to realize we can't keep doing what we've done to get to this point in our health in the United States and not make changes. It's getting worse and worse and worse. Ted, I, I'm sure you've seen a lot of this today in the world. People seem to to look at food, um, you know, not as a an, uh, fuel that drives our our body as engines. They they seem to look at it as something completely different. And there's been a uh, a taking away in our educational system or even common sense that food is is there to um, to keep us going and to keep us functioning properly but yet uh, that concept is not adapted by most people who eat at least not in America well, well they use it as a dopamine trigger that's why there's so many people that are suffering with obesity I mean, today on my show today 
It's on Global Star from 3 to 4. I talked about this in detail about how people allow their kids to eat all of this junk food. And God, I'm going to say something. I'm going to get some letters on this one. Please forgive me. I'm not trying to offend you guys. A lot of times mothers who are overweight want their daughters to be overweight. Oh, gosh, I said it. I said it. And I've seen it over and over and over and over again in my office when I was in, in practice. You have a child that's in great shape and the mother starts gaining weight. And the next time you see the child, she's gaining weight because the child's eating the same things the mother's eating. Ladies, guys, listen to me. It's your responsibility to keep your children from becoming obese. It's not their responsibility. If they're eating the same foods that you're eating and you're overweight, they're going to get overweight. There's nothing you can do about it. You've got to realize that you can't allow them to do that. You've got to put them on an exercise program, a health program, healthy diet. And I learned something a long time ago. A two- or three-year-old child doesn't get in the car and go to the junk food restaurant or the junk food grocery store and buy a bunch of junk food and bring it home. We bring it home and we give it to the kids. And we can't do that. We can't allow the kids to get obese. So I've seen okay. it repeatedly. Well, let me ask you this, okay? Does uh, uh, okay? You, you see a whole lot of people out there who are really large, okay? I mean, width-wise. My, my question is, and I asked a, a medical doctor this, and I'm going to see if you if you have the same answer. Are we seeing a are we seeing an increase in the hypothyroidism? Is that a thyroid problem or is that a dietary problem with what we're seeing? It's both. Great, by the way, great, great question, Doug. Uh, I guess I love that being on with you guys. You guys are just, you guys are the bomb. Here's what happens when we eat, when we ingest fluoride or halogens on the atom, on the periodic table of elements, fluoride, chlorine, bromine, okay, you know, iodine, they're all halogens. The body thinks that all of these compounds are iodine and they put it and it put, goes into our thyroid gland and it slows down the thyroid gland with hypothyroidism. This allows people to gain weight very, very, very quickly. That's why I said don't drink tap water. Use a distillation system. It's so important, okay? You've got to get away from that, number one, because it'll mess up your thyroid gland, which is a master gland. Secondly, the high fructose corn syrup, which is in all these sodas and all this junk, all this junk, it turns the body's hunger receptors on in the brain, makes you hungry, 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 and turns off the receptors to say you're full. And the manufacturers know this. That's why they use it. Because they want to make you eat more and more and more of your products. Because remember, this Satan group that runs all of this, they don't see you as a human being. They see you as an animal, as a goyim. They, they, all they want to do is just use you for food to feed themselves and to make money off of. They just, they're just greedy. And they don't understand how they're destroying you in, in a true sense because they don't care. Because they don't eat this stuff. They don't eat this junk. They don't eat the GMOs. They don't take the shots. They don't do all the stuff. All you are is just cattle to be led to the slaughter. That's why all of us cattle, <laughs> we got to stick together and say, no more mooing and no more buying. We're done with this. And if we Amen. do this and we stand up in the aggregate, we can stop this nonsense. God will give us a reprieve. I believe that with all of my heart. I believe that we'll stop this because they're planning on destroying the United States and breaking us up into FEMA dis districts. I believe I'm FEMA district number five down here in Florida. I don't want to be FEMA district number five. I want to be Florida. <laughs> See, we got to understand that. Now, here's another one. The most oppressive forced vaccination bill has been introduced and moving fast in the state of Virginia. No exemptions, period. They can track down forced individuals to be injected with biologicals in Virginia right now. Public hearing on this bill, HB1342, has just been scheduled by the House Health, Welfare, and Institutions Committee for tomorrow, January 20th. 
1998, which was today. So, or I guess it was yesterday. Yes, and so we have to realize that I hope this hope that enough people showed up. This is the most forced, most oppressive forced vaccination introduced in any state. Was being sponsored by an attorney and co-sponsored by an obstetrician, of course, for the purpose of eliminating the religious belief vaccine exemption for all children attending daycare and schools in the state, including homeschool children, guys, homeschool children in the state of Virginia. The bill HB 1342 would additionally prohibit state licensed doctors and nurse practitioners from exercising professional judgment and delaying administration of or granting a child a medical exemption that does not conform with narrow federal vaccine contraindication guidelines. 31 doses of 12 federally read and recommended vaccines, no exemptions. Repeat that. 31 doses of 12 federally recommended vaccines with no exemptions. I mean, this is nuts. This is, and only 1% of VA children and the Virginia children have vaccine exemptions now. 1%. But that 1% is too much because they've got to put everybody back into this system like this. And it's absolutely crazy, guys, that anybody that anywhere thinks that any of this stuff's okay because it's not. Uh, I mean, what I, do you guys think I, about? Well, no, I I totally agree. No, I, I've got an emailer asking a question, very simply. Ted, is there any vaccine that you feel is should be um, um, taken? I I, I <laughs> uh, that question is a lot longer than that. Or um, the emailer sent me the question that's a lot longer. But is there any vaccine that you think uh, is okay? You know, in theory, I mean, I remember when I was, I mean, I, I was I was in uh, microbiology at Florida State. I remember, in theory, the thing for vaccines and, and letting the immune system build, you know, antibodies against all of this stuff, it's okay unless you overload your immune system with way, way, way too much. But you have to have pure vaccine that's that's dead, that doesn't have a bunch of squalene or chemicals or aluminum or or basically aborted fetal tissue cells. And all this other stuff, and it's raised, it's raised, it's raised, raised, raised peanut oil, everybody's getting peanut allergies. I mean, all of this stuff. So the current state of the vaccines in the United States, I don't consider any of them safe, but that's not my call. You've got to make that decision on your own. I recommend that you go out and buy an old book. It was by a guy by the name of Dr. Mendelssohn. And also you can read Horwitz's book on AIDS, if you want to read that one too. That's an excellent book on this topic too. But if you read Mendelssohn's book, he's got a book that's called Confessions of a Medical Heretic. It's, it's, it, he was brilliant. He was back in the 70s and the 80s. He was making all of these, he was on all the talk shows talking about how bad vaccines were. And suddenly he's like 62, 63 years old and he's dead with a heart attack. The guy was in incredible shape, ran everywhere, worked out, ate clean, dies with a heart attack. Imagine that. Okay, And this is before they actually started forcing all of these vaccines on everybody with Reagan back in the 80s. And then what happened is he wrote another book. Now remember, he was a pediatrician by trade. He was a pediatrician. He worked with children. And he wrote a really good book. This is the second book you need to read. It's called How to Raise a Healthy Infant in Spite of Your Pediatrician. <laughs> That's the name of the book, How to Raise a Healthy Infant in Spite it. of Your Pediatrician. And see, the problem with all of this is that we're told that these kids have to go in for their, quote, wellness checks in these to get vaccines. And the sad part about it is, is I don't have a pediatrician for any of my four children. We have a general practitioner that's a natural doctor. He's a, he is a medical doctor. He, he only believes in limited amounts of vaccines only when necessary. And he doesn't mind giving you an exemption or not forcing your children to do it to continue to see them. And that's what I recommend people do. They find doctors like that in their area that are medical doctors that are licensed 
that would have the ability to say, well, no, we're not going to do this, we're not going to do that. And then you need to learn yourself. Read those two books, and you tell me which vaccines are safe. And that's, these books were written back in the 70s and the 80s. Confessions of a Medical Heretic was a New York Times bestseller in How to Raise a Healthy Child in Spite of Your Pediatrician by Robert Mendelson. I think it's M-E-N-D-L-E-S-O-H-N. Phenomenal speaker. I think you can still probably find him some on YouTube if you want to listen to him. He was one of the best, most articulate people I've ever listened to talking about these particular topics. And he convinced me. He's the one that convinced me that when Austin was born in 1988 that I was done with the vaccines. And he also got one clean vaccine that did not have any thimerosal in it. It was, it was a um, tetanus shot back when he was like 12 years old to go to camp for church. And he got deathly ill for four days from it because his body wasn't used to all that. Our body's immune system builds immunity after it's been exposed to stuff. The problem is now they're putting all of these genetically engineered viruses into the ecosystem and our bodies can't even develop an immunity against them and the vaccines themselves probably aren't going to help and that's if they want to really reduce the population of the planet very quickly and do another big plague. I mean, that's what, that's what they're going to do. It's the, it's the, it's the bioweapon stuff. And so it's sad, guys. I mean, it's just, it's just the world that we live in. That's why we have to be covered by the blood of Christ. We did that show with you guys. I believe that was in November. We talked about how the blood of Jesus sanctified us and cleansed us and redeemed us and basically continually renews our DNA. Phenomenal show, and I know that one went viral with you guys, Doug, but you can let everybody listen to that show back in November, and then in December I talked about the Morgellon stuff. And so you got to realize there's a lot of natural things that you can do to really increase your immune systems without getting shot up with a bunch of who knows what because you don't know what's in this stuff. Monosodium glutamate, I mean, Peanut oil, that's one of the reasons we've got so many allergies now to peanuts, because so many of the vaccines use peanut oil, and even though they cleanse it back out, there's still residues of that stuff, and that gets injected into the body. The body sees it as a foreign protein. It develops antibodies against it, so when the kid eats peanuts, there's a giant cytokine storm and massive inflammation, and the kid can't breathe. That's how mm-hmm. it works. That's why i got so many kids so allergic to so many things now, guys. Uh, how, I, I have a question for you, Ted. How does one develop it? Well, I'm sorry, I'm getting a lot of feedback here. How does one develop uh, an allergy late in life to any substance, whether it be medication or uh, food? A lot of it has to do with GMOs and the chemicals they're putting into the GMOs and into the food supply. And a lot of it also causes, and we covered this last month, and I'll run over again with you real quick. It, it deals with uh, with the, uh, this, this is really good. I covered this one last month, but I want to talk about it again. This, this is one of those important ones. I've got all of my notes here. I've got a, I literally have hundreds of pages of notes from your show. <laughs> I, I know. And, and, and folks, uh, we're talking to Dr. Ted Brower. His website, healthmasters.com. That's healthmasters.com. Yeah, I want, I want, I want, I want, I want, to, I want to get this exactly right. I want to make sure I use the exact words that I want to use here for this. It's really important because otherwise I made a mistake and used the word here last month that I didn't want to use, and it had to be basically uh, retracted by me. So I don't want to do yeah. that again. I'm going to start with this. Immune system has to be nurtured. It seeks out bad stuff, you know, like funguses and viruses and cancer. That's what the, that's what it uses, the GCMFA molecule and, and, the, and the macrophages. That's how it does it. They're the vacuum cleaners, and they require mm-hmm. vitamin D. And, and, and basically what happens is this is why the satanic industrialists have targeted the immune system. This is what about this is what all these shots are about to destroy the immune system. Vaccinations are not immunizations, rather it's the contrary. It stops the immune system by overloading it and rendering the macrophages powerless by stripping them 
of their sugar molecule, not allowing them to attach themselves with vitamin D3. That's, the, that's what happens with venagolase. Immunization used to mean exposure to a pathogen like measles, allowing your body lifetime immunity like chickenpox, measles, mumps, like we all had. But they've changed the definition. They, they, they've changed the definition. Now they want you to be immunized with vaccines. If you keep your colon clean, keep your bowel movements moving. If your bowels aren't moving like they're supposed to, we've got a great product called Atrial. It really keeps the bowels cleansed. Take your astragalus, uh, sit in the steam room sauna, exercise and sweat. You can use chelation with EDTA. There's all kinds of ways to do it. You have to eat clean and eat and drink the right water. You have to alkalinize your body. No coffee, nicotine, sugar, alcohol, junk food, pork, excessive meat, too much acid. You become an incubator for fungus and cancer, inflammation, lupus, and toxicity. Acidity causes the O2 levels to drop in your blood, which makes your body hypoxic. Uh, and then what happens, you start getting charley horses, cramps. It causes you to reduce your oxygen, and it, and it builds up lactic acid, causing hyperacidity in the muscles. Autoimmune diseases are almost all now caused by immunizations, okay? What happens is you get this foreign protein injected directly into your body, whatever's in the vaccines, and, your body, and it lands on your own protein, your own muscles inside of your body. The white blood cells, the macrophages, goes in and attacks it, and it basically consumes it, but it also picks up part of your own protein. And then it sends out cytokines to kill it, and the immune, the immune system to devour this protein complex, plus your protein now, the next time it sees it, and it causes autoimmune diseases. This is causing chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, lupus, MS, ALS, uh, different types of um, problems associated with um, allergies, crippling rheumatoid arthritis, diabetes, Crohn's disease, Guillain-Barre, I mean, this is what they're doing. They're telling you, come get your free vaccines at the movies now. You know, I, I watched it the other night on a show. You know, you've yep. you got to pray to God. You've got to drink the distilled water. You've got to get the inflammation down in your body, and you've got to realkalinize your body. Super, super important. And one of the things that I told Katie is that you have to use vitamin C IVs, and the medical doctor she's working with out there in, 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 uh, in Denver now is doing that because this vitamin C, when you take it intravenously, it converts into hydrogen peroxide and it massively oxygenates the tissues. So it helps you get rid of the acidity. So that's what happens, Doug. All of this junk that's around us that we're, that we're having and breathing, our immune systems have become crippled. I don't know how many vaccines you've had. I don't know if you've had flu vaccines. I don't know what you've taken. And also the GMO foods also affect this. I mean, I never, ever had a problem with tomatoes my entire life. Now I find out they're, they're, all these tomatoes are all these different hybrids and all this other stuff. And who knows what they've sprayed them with as far as pesticides too, Doug. And we eat this stuff. That's right. And that's, yeah. and that's why I stay away from all of that stuff now. If it's not organic, I mean, I become a real buzzkill when I go to a restaurant now. <laughs> you, got, you guys already know that. <laughs> here's, here's another article. New government task force for screening every adult pregnant woman for depression now. Now they're saying that if a woman who's pregnant gets depressed, that she has a disease and she needs to be treated by their new diagrams and everything else. Now remember this. Every woman I've ever met who is pregnant, including my own wife, they have mood swings. I mean, it's just what it is, okay? They got a lot of hormones changing. But now they're making an, a, a woman who has mild to moderate forms of depression. This is another, this is a great article by Brandon Turberville, by the way. And, and what happens is now they're saying that, you know, you've got a disease and you have to be treated. Are you kidding me? They're making everything a disease. And if you tell anybody that you're depressed, and they ask if you own a gun, once the big database goes out, guys, they're going to come pick your guns up. I'm letting you know that in advance because that's mm -hmm. now a disease that's been characterized by, you know, basically erratic behavior, and now they don't want you having any type of uh, chance of going nuts with your guns because you said once you felt a little down. Here's another i, I got to tell you, I, I had a, just real quick, I had to go to uh, 
uh, an annual visit to my doctor, and he said, uh, I've got to ask you these questions, okay? And he asked, are you depressed? And um, also about gun ownership. And I just looked at him like, you know, why are you asking me these questions? The bottom line, he said, the new health insurance regulations and the new uh, laws require me to ask all patients whether they're depressed and whether they feel safe at their home, whether their you know spouse is beating on them. So I, I just, I was, that was cool. I mean, I, I, I couldn't believe it. That's right. And, and then what happens, Doug, they have a thing called the MIB, which is the Medical Information Bureau. That's a giant database. Remember last month we talked about how everything's getting tied into the AI computer. And what happens is now they can say to uh, the local authorities, uh, Doug Hagman has this, or, or Joe has this, or Ted has this. You need to go pick this stuff up or pick this stuff up. And that's what they're doing. They're, they're basically databasing everybody with these giant metadata things that only an AI can deal with. And that's, and that's what they're doing. And remember, I talked about this. The, the mil- the, we have given the control of the government over to the politicians. The politicians have given it over to the military, and the military has given it over to the doggone CIA. The CIA has given it over to the black magicians and the, and the Luciferians and the AI and everything else. That's what's happening right now. Look at this mess right now that's happening in Turkey. I mean, you know, we, we put the president of Turkey in Turkey. I mean, he was part of the International Monetary Fund World Bank. That's who he was. We put him in the Turkey. Now we know that Turkey is bringing all that money, all that Afghan opium through Turkey, bringing it back into the military bases in the United States and in Europe, and they're distributing all of this heroin. And the craziest thing is they have a huge processing facility now in <laughs> in Afghanistan doing the heroin. They're bringing in tanker trucks worth of chemicals to process as much heroin because they're putting out a trillion dollars of it a year. I mean, they have like a manufacturing medical facility there for the production of heroin. I mean, it's insanity what we've allowed to happen. And this is what, remember the uh, the one military guy, I talked to John Moore about this, by the way, he said hi. You guys, I love yeah, that. Yeah, I gotta talk to John. Yeah, get, get him on the show, he's great. He told yeah. me that the head, the head guy, the one military guy who was the former NFL football player, he was shot because he had gotten so fed up with protecting the poppy fields over there and the heroin over there that he was gonna go public and that's why they took him out. He told me that tonight. Now, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask so, you, I'm gonna ask you a question, Ted. Does, okay, for the, um, um, and I meant to ask you this last time, but for the uh, painkiller drugs or, or the drugs used in surgeries and you know treating the wounded and pain and all that stuff, the, the opiates, does any of our, um, I guess the question is, where, where does the the opium or opiates with our painkillers come from? Um, does that, does any of it come from Afghanistan, or is it made here in the United States, or is it synthetic? You know, Doug, I don't know. I've never been asked that before. I mean, I don't know. I mean, if I don't know, I'm just going to say I don't know. Uh, but that is a good question, because what they've done now is they've started really tightening down on opiates in the United States that are bought legally through prescriptions, and it's getting very difficult to get them. And I personally believe the reason they're doing that, they're pushing everybody to the illegal heroin and the different opiates coming out of Afghanistan because they can make more money through the CIA and the black ops by doing that. Plus, it also helps to fill up the prison industrial complex that way, too. I mean, this thing's a mess. I mean, mean, the the CIA involvement in Operation Gladio and Operation Condor, we've talked about that in length before with your audience because your audience audience is, is, is the smartest audience I've ever spoken to. You know, the CIA involvement in all of this stuff is just mind-boggling when you get involved with it, all the way going back to Chiang Kai-shek. I mean, you know, it's just crazy. I mean, I've done the whole story with you guys before, but the book you need to read on that, I listened to the author do a lecture last summer. 
is uh, the CIA, the Vatican, the CIA, the, the, the Operation Gladio, and the unholy alliance between the CIA, the Vatican, and the mafia. Everybody needs to read that book. If you read that book and you understand what he says in that book, which I know you guys will, you'll get a full picture of what's going on with this whole thing with this opium traffic out of Turkey. You yeah, know, we have that book here. Yeah, yeah but, the, but that, that's crazy. Okay, here's another article. The CT CAT scans now have been shown to increase your risk of cancer by 35%. Just thought I'd mention that. No. <laughs> medical, in, med, med, medical imaging technology. Studies have found that CT scans also notice CAT scan exposes the human body to dangerous ionizing radiation, increasing the lifetime risk for developing cancer as much as 35% in the short term. Is that nuts or what? I mean, every time you go to a doctor's office, they want to throw you into a CT scan. I mean, it's, it's absolutely nuts. I mean, you know, uh, thanks the, for same, that. the same thing is true with dental x-rays and all of these x-rays. I mean, the guys want a dental x-ray me every time I go in to get my teeth cleaned every year. And I say, no. And I say, well, you have to do it every five years. I said, okay, every five years I'll do it so we can have a problem with cavities or whatever. But I'm not going to do all that. I'm not going to let you irradiate me like that. I mean, why do you guys go run behind, 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 behind a wall covered in lead when you do this to me? I don't want to be involved with this. I don't even want to be going through the x-ray screeners at the doggone airport. Here's another great study. It says vitamin C helps improve post Exercise, breathing, difficulties. You know, Linus Pauling did a, got a Nobel Prize on vitamin C. And I love this. this is vitamin C may help ease exercise and do breathing problems. This guy out of Helsinki, Finland, and uh, they were talking about how it even works with by folks who have COPD. And it shows that you massively increase the oxygen levels if you have vitamin C in your system and your lungs are much better and much healthier by that. And it says that the mechanisms of the COPD-induced loss of fitness are unclear and that helps then COP lung function progressively worsens and that this actually helps to make it better. So I thought it was a really good article and that's why vitamin C is so important for everybody. Every morning I get up and I take a scoop about 2,000 milligrams of vitamin C in a glass of water dug and then I dump a purple stick in there with it like a 22 ounce glass tumbler and I mix it up and I drink it. That's my first thing in the morning because I want to rehydrate my body and then I'll have another kombucha which is like another 20 ounces and then I'll have my protein shake, which is another 20 ounces. So by 9 o'clock in the morning, I've already drunk like 60 ounces of distilled water. But remember, whenever you add anything to distilled water, it's no longer distilled water, but it is still pure water. Does that make sense? Yep. Because it's not looking for electrons anymore because it's no longer distilled. And but because anytime you put, you can put mineral salts in distilled water and it's no longer distilled, but you control the water and you make sure there are no pathogens in the water and no fluoride in the water. And my wife does that all the time. She always is putting her mineral salts and everything that she uses inside of the water. I love this one, guys. Flint has sent overdue notices to residents who refuse to pay for their water, which is poisonous. Flint, Michigan what? is sending out, this is crazy. Flint, Michigan is sending out notices to residents who have been paying for their city water services. They're lo it's loaded with lead, by the way. The notices say the service can be cut off if payment isn't received. Flint's water is so badly poisoned that the National Guard and Federal Emergency Management Agency have been called in to manage the situation. This has left Flint residents drinking bottled water, I guess, with all the fluoride in it. But what happened is the infrastructure of Detroit and a lot of these old cities like this, they were built well over 100 years ago, and a lot of the main lines of water that are going from the reservoirs into the city into the processing plants are lined with lead or have lead solder holding the joints together. And when they start pumping this acidic water now that's got a lower pH than it used to have, it starts leaching lead into the water systems, and then the people are being given water that's completely uh, loaded up with lead, which is going to massively lower IQ scores. And it's, just, it's just crazy. I mean, it's the Detroit and Flint, Michigan... 
boy, those two cities are in a mess, guys. What, what do you think? Have you, I know you've heard of the story already. Yeah, I, I mean, no, uh, yeah. accident, accident, purpose. I mean, I, I don't quite understand. Well, I do understand. I guess I'm looking for documentation, substa- you know, documentation um, the, uh, about exact. Well, I'd like to see an indictment rather than documentation. But beyond that, I mean, w- what is the con- how, how can this happen? I guess just talk to me about this. How well, in the world can this happen? They, they were pulling it out of the Great Lake, and then they, they, they stopped. They started pulling it out of the Flint River, and the Flint River is so right. toxic and it's so acidic that it's now it's leaching into the pipes. And see, the problem is the entire infrastructure needs to be rebuilt, which would be billions of dollars. Billions. They got to dig up all these pipes and replace them. They grow, they're all this, throughout the whole city. And a lot of these old homes there, remember, they use lead solder in their pipes. They put the houses together. And now that's being leached into the water supply. It's a major, major mess. That's why distillation is the only way to do this. You've got to get distilled water. But the problem is, if you're, if you're showering in this mess, you're still showering in lead-contaminated water, which I wouldn't right. do. And I mean, it, the, whole right. thing, the whole thing is a giant mess up there. In the, in the, and again, th- this is one of the reasons that Lincoln did not want the southern states to leave during the Civil War. This caused a civil war because he needed the revenue from the southern states because trying to maintain the infrastructure in the industrialized states was so expensive. I mean, you know, a normal country like the United States should be putting 5% of their total budget per year, 10% of the total budget, 20% of the total budget into maintaining infrastructure for the major cities. But they don't do that. We spend, we spend all that money, the trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars in fighting wars overseas that we don't belong in. And then we kill all the people mm. over there, kill their families, kill their children, kill their husbands, and then we put them on an airplane and fly them over here and wonder why they're so pissed off at us and why they want to kill us all in jihad. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I mean, this same thing they're seeing in Germany yeah, now. Good point. And we have time tonight. I want to go ahead and talk about the Germany crisis right, right now and what my relatives are telling me right now is going on over there, the real story. So we got a lot of stuff to do still. Yeah, we, yeah we, we had mentioned uh, uh, the Cologne story, uh, the accounts in Cologne, Germany. Uh, but but yeah, we we need to we need to hit that as well. But go ahead. Well, I mean, just last this past week, a 72 year old woman, 72 years old, was raped and sodomized by a refugee. Yep. Raped, raped. She was out walking her dog, and she was she raped. He raped and sodomized the 72 year old woman. I mean, that's right. I mean, I don't even know what to say about this. But we'll talk about some more of these stories in a few minutes. Overuse of smartphone has now been shown to alter your brain, decreasing sensitivity of leisure reward centers. Uh, in addition to that, remember, these phones are little microwave transmitters, and they've now been shown to cause brain cancer. So don't hold them next to your head. Use a use the voice on it. You know, use your, your use the, you know use the speaker attachment on it, and uh, don't be putting them next to your ovaries. Uh, if you're a lady, I mean, don't be putting them you know, on your hips. I mean, this stuff is bad. I mean, you, you've got to avoid all this microwave energy and make sure you turn off your microwave routers as far as your your wireless in your house every night before you go to sleep and at least let your body have a break. Uh, here's another one. The lead HPV vaccine developer admits Gardasil, Cervarex, are unscientific scams with deadly consequences for children. Is this crazy by David Gutteries? And it says that, yep. and this is from Through Natural News, one of the foremost researchers whose work led to the development of two existing human papillomavirus virus vaccines now warns that as currently used, these vaccines are not safe or they are, and they are not effective. And what they're doing is they're causing massive infertility in the girls that are using it and all kinds of other autoimmune disorders. I mean, it's crazy what's going on. 
Another article, uh, U.S. researchers are now growing human organs inside of animals to be sacrificed for transplants. They'll kill the animals and then take the, art, the human, art, or human organs out. These are genetically altered, excuse me, chimeras. This is a complete assault on Mother Nature. This is Genesis chapter 6 all over again. This is what this is. And this is what Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be upon my return. This is where we are. Steve Quayle talks about it. He's right on the money on this. And it's the truth. We are in the end times, as far as I'm concerned, because we have human hybrids now with monkeys, with chimpanzees, and the list goes on and on and on. Especially in China, that's why they're dealing. That's why they're working on the super soldier program there. I remember I heard Tom Horn do a lecture one time at Southeastern University, and he said they're decades ahead of the United States in their super soldier programs because of all the chimeras and all the genetic modification they're doing to human beings. In fact, splicing them with all kinds of animal DNA to make them run faster, see better, be stronger, and everything else. This is Genesis chapter 6, guys, when every, every thought of every man was evil all the time. That's why we, the patriots, have to stand in the aggregate together as a team, as a united front, as a united force, and stand against these globalists so that we and our families aren't going to be affected by this, or at least minimally affected by this. And now we're finding out they're trying to do mandatory vaccines on everybody and turning everybody into the Medical Information Bureau. If you have a problem with anything, they want to make sure it's labeled as a disease and you'll no longer be able to have any guns or weapons and you'll be forced someday, if we don't get this thing changed, to be taking your your vaccines and be taking your... Uh, your drugs. They'll be coming to your house every day if you don't take them. If you don't take and swallow the pills, which have trackers in them, at some point, they'll come to your house and force you to take the pills or take you away for a while until you want to be compliant again. That's where this is headed. That's where all of this is headed. It's crazy, but that's what they're doing with this thing. And, I, and I, by the way, right. I really hope that Donald Trump's real, Doug. I really do. I really hope that he's going to come in and do something different, and I hope it's just not another you know, globalists getting in power again with us, and this whole thing is being obfuscated to put him in. That's what I hope. What do you think? It's so convoluted yeah. for me. At least. I, know it uh, is. I, know. I don't have any hope on any any man-made politician anymore. Uh, I, I was actually sitting in an office today, Ted, um, uh, outside of my office, and the receptionist had a uh, an AM station on. And Glenn Beck was talking about, Glenn Beck and his crew were talking about crews and extolling the virtues of crews and really slamming, um, uh, Donald Trump really, really, really hard to the extent, I mean, they were making, I mean, they were just, it was just incredible what I heard. I have never heard anything like it before in my life. Um, it was almost as if Beck was campaigning for a cruise, but that's just, but yeah, I, I hope, uh, I hope indeed that, uh, he's right. Yep. Well, remember, his, uh, remember Beck. Remember, Bob Beck used to work for Murdoch, right? Yeah. And Murdoch, and half of Murdoch, or, or a big chunk of Fox now is owned by the Arab guy that I talked about earlier. Yep. We're at the break, I, Ted. Have, hold that thought. Okay. Folks, we'll be right back. You're listening to the Hagman and Hagman Report with Dr. Ted Brewer on this Friday edition, January 29th, 2016. We will be right back with our third and final hour.
And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to our third and final hour on this Friday, January 29th, 2016 edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. Our guest tonight is Dr. Ted Brower. His website is healthmasters.com, healthmasters.com, his book, Breakthrough Health. He also has a radio show right here on Global Star Radio Network each and every weekday, 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time, and on Sundays, 7 to 8 p.m. And uh, Dr. Brower, let, let me ask you this real quick, a uh, uh, good friend of the program, uh, sent an email wanting you to or wanting to know if uh, melasma, melasma or melasma. Sorry about that. Um, with the cause cure, anything you know that could help this person? What I've seen with asthma that works really well with melasma. No, 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 no. The skin, the skin condition, melasma. M e l a s. I'll have to look it up, guys. I don't know any natural treatment protocol for that, but I could find out for him. If he'll send me an email to the office, I'll be more than happy to find out and answer for him. Gotcha. We'll do. All right. Here's here's another article saying that. Oh, by the way, for people who have asthma, <laughs> I was about to tell them what to do for asthma, and I stopped and they go, "Oh, tell us what you need to do: B6, folic acid, B complex, but they need to be methylated so your body can use them, along with flaxseed oil, bioplasma cell salts, and also um, cod liver oil. That has we have had such tremendous results in working with folks that have had asthma issues with that. Uh, it's amazing what it does. I mean, just within a couple of weeks. And so I've seen it repeatedly over and over and over again. But, of course, they need to eat clean. They need to be on a basic healthy lifestyle program with the multiples and that kind of stuff. So they need to be on a good healthy program and a good healthy diet program, too. But the B vitamins and some other things are so important for that. Here's some here's some vegetables that are coming from China they are saying are poisonous. They have all kinds of chemicals on them they're not supposed to use. Of course, with the new Trans-Pacific Partnership, I guess we won't be able to regulate any of that anymore. Just saying if you got garlic and it's coming out of China, if you have mushrooms that are coming out of China, corn that's coming out of China, and taro coming out of China, and they say don't use any of these products out of China. My response is a little bit better than that. Don't use any kind of food product coming out of China, period. Here's another article. Shameless vaccine pusher Paul Ofit teaches doctors to bully parents into blindly injecting their children with mercury and aluminum. Teaches them. This is from Natural News. It's by uh, Jennifer Reynolds. I like Jennifer. She's a great writer. Uh, like a play- playground bully who is determined to have everyone see things their way and who has an answer for everything, Dr. Paul Oakley recently taught other doctors how to respond to parents who dared to question their child's need for vaccinations. Dr. Ofit is an established pediatrician at the University of Pennsylvania and a long advocate of childhood vaccines. He's the co-inventor of the rotavirus vaccine. I'm sure he's making plenty of money of that. Fired off a series of questions to doctors as part of his mock patient doctor scenarios. So what he was doing, he was actually teaching them how to embarrass and humiliate parents and to force them to vaccinate their children. I mean, guys, I mean, how, how low does it get? I mean, how low does it get? And right now we found that the actual compliance rate for vaccines has gone way, way, way down. Because what's happened is people have had enough and they're starting to realize that their kids are having all kinds of health problems from this. Here's, I'll read you the article. Vaccine uptake reaches all-time lows. Policy shifts to mandatory enforcement and criminalization for refusals. Oh, man, unbelievable. Uh, history is being made on how the world has responded to vaccination. Even long-term health professionals are refusing to vaccinate themselves in the face of continued injury and death being caused by the practice. Almost half of the healthcare professionals are now refusing to vaccinate and vaccinate their children for HPP, flu, chickenpox, and many other vaccines are reaching historic lows as the awakening, and that's what this is, 
The awakening spans across the planet. One thing is for sure, those who have stopped vaccinating will never start vaccinating again. So the challenge for the pharmaceutical industry complex is now how now aggressively shifting to holding on to the remaining vaccinators before they can be converted to anti-vaccine positions. And how will they do it? By fear. Again, like with this virus that they're talking about, you know, coming out of South America. That's what they want to do. Highly coordinated efforts to try to force. Remember, these guys make tens of billions of dollars a year injecting us, the cattle, with these vaccines. They're not going to stop doing that if they don't have to. And plus, it's stopping the fertility. It's, it's, it's just destroying mental acuity. I mean, you're loading these people. The flu vaccine still contains mercury. Thimerosal, for heaven's sake, it's with a multi-filed flu shot. Plus, they contain aluminum, which has been shown to cause Alzheimer's disease. I mean, unbelievable. Venezuela is now passing a new law rejecting GMO <laughs> and seed patents nationwide. President Hugo Chavez prevented the planting of 500,000 acres of Monsanto's genetically modified corn. Since then, the Venezuelan farmers have been expressing strong feeling against growing GM seeds. Maybe this is the reason they're having 200% inflation down there and their whole economy has gone to crap because the Monsanto boys want to make sure they plant their stuff regardless. I mean, unbelievable. Uh, millions are now opting to pay the fines and refusing to buy health insurance through Obamacare. A massive total of roughly 7.5 million Americans are choosing to pay fines rather than buy insurance in 2014. Guys, I have a friend of mine, a good friend. I won't, I won't mention your name because it's embarrassing. But he was able to qualify. He makes like $30,000 a year. He's got a family of four. He was able to qualify for Obamacare for $50 a month for full coverage for him and his wife and everybody. They raised his premium this year to $350 a month, a 700% increase in one month. Is that nuts or what? Oh, I, I, yeah, we've heard horror stories of that, like that, where the uh, premiums have raised double in, in some cases. I mean, in that case, obviously, you know, 50 a month is, is pretty minuscule. Relatively. No, no, no. It went from 50 a month to 350 a month, like 700% increase. Yeah, that's that, that's really, I mean that's crazy. But yeah, I I have not heard anybody say my insurance premium went down. So I don't know. Well, no, I don't know what to do. The whole thing about it is just just nuts. I personally dumped my health insurance about seven years ago. Gosh, and me and the family, it was costing us like fifteen hundred, eighteen hundred dollars a month. I mean, and I I started thinking about it. Wait a minute, I don't believe in drugs. I don't believe in chemicals. I've got all this health ins- I've got all this health insurance on my automobiles if I guess if I have if I've had an accident it'll cover my medical bills. I'm not going to do chemotherapy, radiation or surgery anyhow and if I was in an automobile accident that's going to be covered. I have workers right. comp in my office to get injured at work. I started thinking I got three different insurance policies. You know, I said this is ridiculous. Why am I spending this? So I mean 1800 a month, 1500 a month uh, that was what eighteen twenty thousand dollars a year for the seven years. That's one hundred and forty thousand dollars that I've been able to save. I mean, it got to the point it became cost prohibitive, and I thought this is ridiculous. I'm not going to pay this. But see, that's what they want. Rather, where what is it roughly ten, fifteen, twenty percent now of everybody's paycheck is going to pay their health insurance. And of course, the we know that the Obamacare was written by the big insurance companies, and it's all designed to just take as much money as out of us as they possibly can. They want us all back to the surf level. Here's another bacteria resistant to all antibiotics is now in the United Kingdom after being found in China and Denmark. Chinese health officials announced in late November that bacteria containing the MCR1 gene has been discovered in livestock 
as well as hospitalized patients. So this is what's going to happen with the overuse of these immunizations, the overuse of vaccines, the overuse of antibiotics. It's going to be a major, major mess. Here's another article. Has the public broadcast service, which is basically, it's just, it's all liberal, has it become a front for big pharma? And it's just, it's nuts. FDA approved drugs last year killed, or a couple of years ago, killed 106,000 people. FDA supplements that are not approved killed zero people. And so they're going more and more and more into the drug lines, promoting and pushing drugs now on PBS, the public broadcast service system. I personally think that all of the funding with the PBS needs to be completely stopped, that we shouldn't be forced to give our tax dollars to that corrupt organization. It's a major, major mess. And we, and we really need to stay away and not watch the kind of stuff they have on there. Let's see. Oh, this is, this is another good one. Why is a cancer-causing additive banned elsewhere in the world and it is still in our bread? And it's just, it's just absolutely crazy what's in the dough with the chemicals that are in the dough and, what's, and how so much of this stuff, this is one of the bromides that are in here. It's potassium bromide, bromate. And this is, again, one of the things that directly attacks the thyroid gland and it's in our bread. Here's another article. Yeast is a cause of cancer, which we've known for years, and turmeric can kill both. Research is confirming this. This is by Sazer G. from Green Meadow, and it says a new study validates a controversial cancer theory, namely that yeast in our body can actually cause cancer and feeding of cancer. Because remember, yeast is bad, it's anaerobic, and cancer is an anaerobic disease. It cannot live in the presence of oxygen, and now they're saying turmeric is so important for that. And finally, the final health article I want to talk to you guys about is the end of diet sodas. A huge study has now linked aspartame to major problems. Duh. 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 I've been telling you guys this for 35 years, that aspartame causes brain tumors, brain cancer, seizures, headaches, optic nerve degradation. It makes you go blind, okay, because it contains methanol, which is paint thinner, which cannot be made non-poisonous, and it's an aspartame. It's also got aspartic acid in it. There's a aspartic acid receptor site in the brain, and when you give your body aspartic acid, it basically releases dopamine in the brain, and it's super, super, super addictive. And so you've got to realize, guys, it's just not something we need to be putting into our bodies in any concentration at all. We need to never put diet sodas in our bodies. And I've told you guys so many stories in the past about people that I've known that come down with brain cancer who are drinking heavy amounts of aspartame, including Howard Grant, who I love to this day, who was my surrogate father after my parents got divorced. He ate a lot of ham sandwiches, which is basically containing sodium nitrite with diet sodas and also with iced tea sweetened with aspartame. I pleaded with him not to do it. And what happens is when you combine those two chemicals, sodium nitrite, like a pepperoni pizza or ham, and you combine it with aspartame, it creates what's called a DKP. That's an acronym for diketiopeprazine. And that degrades the form of nitrosurea. And nitrosureas are the most effective agent known to man for producing malignant brain tumors in laboratory animals, guys. That's how toxic this stuff is. So you can't put diet sodas in your body in any concentration and not expect to have horrible, horrible side effects, including blindness and everything else. It's just, it's just nuts. It's just absolutely nuts. Well, yeah, we we seen what uh, Michael J. Fox, uh, you know, drinking diet Pepsi or whatever it was, went through the diet soda. Went through, you know, what happened to him? My uh, mother-in-law used to drink diet soda all the time, and of course, uh, she passed away from aggressive uh, pancreatic cancer, I believe it was, or liver cancer. So, I mean, it's yeah, it's crazy. 
Well, you know, here's the thing. Guys, I'm not making this stuff up. I've been telling everybody this since 1980, 1981, when this stuff was first approved. Remember, Rumsfeld pushed this stuff through. This thing's a brain, and, this thing's a brain entrainment molecule is what it is. I mean, it, it, just, it destroys synaptic function. It's super addictive because of the aspartic, the aspartic acid receptors in the brain and the release of dopamine. I mean, I know people that get so addicted to this, they'll get in a fight with you if you tell them they can't have diet sodas. I remember one time I was doing a seminar. I forgot what city it was in. I know it was, I remember it was in the Midwest. It might have been up in the Iowa area, Ohio area or something like that. I mean, we had like 18, 20,000 people there. And I was one of the keynote speakers that day. I think I was speaking like at two in the afternoon. And, you know, that's when we were doing, doing the seminars, the big ones I was telling you about earlier in the show. And I remember, that's when I still went to the tape table and talked to people and see that back then it was audio tape and, and a few CDs. And I remember, I, I, I talked about aspartame. And I remember this lady walks up to me during my presentation and shoves a can of diet sodas in my face, Doug, and says, I don't care what you say, I'm going to drink my diet soda. You understand that? I don't care what you say. And you know what my response was? I don't care what you do. Drink your diet soda. It doesn't matter to me. I don't know you. And see, <laughs> she did not really said that. And then she goes, well, what do you mean? You don't care? I said, I, no, I really don't care. I said, I told you the facts. I told you the statistics. Remember, this was 20 years ago. I said, I told you what it does. If you don't want to believe me, don't believe me. I can't, I can't make you do something you don't want to do. Now, if you're giving it to your kids, I'll, I'll get on my knees and I'll beg you. I'll say, please, please, please stop doing that. But, you know, if you're drinking it yourself after you've heard me and you know what it does, I mean, with all the stuff with brain tumors and brain cancers and seizures and headaches and optic nerve degradation and blindness, and you think it's okay, well, I, I can't help you with that. I can't, I can't, I can't make you want to. That's the most important thing. You've got to want to change your diet. You've got to want to get healthy. You've got to want to do what you need to do. I mean, today, earlier on the show, on my show today, I read an article that said that, um, uh, oh gosh, it wasn't an article. It was a Bible verse. It was out of 1 John. And it said that if we, if we love God, Jesus said this, we'll do what pleases Him. And it's in the first John, first couple chapters. And see, and that's the thing. If we love God, we'll do what pleases Him. He doesn't want us doing things that are going to hurt us. He said, don't you know that ye yourselves are God's temple and God's spirit lives within you? If you destroy God's temple, He will destroy you. That's what the word says. That's in Corinthians or in Romans. I don't remember. But the first John book, it says this basically, if you do what God wants you to do and do what pleases Him, well, He don't want you eating pork. He don't want you eating any of this stuff. Because he knows that pork's a homotoxin. It's a human poison. You don't want to eat this stuff. Oh, I, let's, let's, I want to jump on this real quick. I pull this up. I didn't know if you had seen this or not. This is an article. It said that Murdoch, the Australian... Okay, hang on one second. This is, this is the Trump article I want to see. Trump has shined a spotlight on one of Washington's best-kept secrets, namely Fox's role via its founder, Robert Murdoch, in pushing an open borders agenda. The same as Soros. The Trump campaign is a direct threat to Murdoch's efforts to open America's borders. Well concealed from virtually all reporting on Fox's treatment of Trump is the fact that Murdoch is the co-chair of what is arguably the most important, powerful immigration lobbying firm in the country, the Partnership for a New American Economy. Murdoch is the co-chair of that doggone lobby, and he is the owner, the primary owner of Fox News. And now you wonder why they came after him like they did. Because Trump has said he's building a wall. Mexico's paying for it. And he's stopping all of this illegal immigration. I mean, think about this. Murdoch is in bed with the globalists and Soros and everything else. I mean, this is just absolutely nuts. And this is another tweet he sent out. I, want to, I mentioned this earlier, too. 
He said, most people don't know that the co-owner of Fox News is Prince Al-Walid of Saudi Arabia. Shows a picture of him with his sister and host Megyn Kelly. In case you only watch Fox News and you missed it, Google it. And this is what he was telling people. Trump basically put this out on a tweet. And so he's telling the truth about Fox News and who they are, who are they owned by and what their goal is going to be. So I tell you what, if he's a globalist and he's trying to um, do what they want him to do, he's doing a terrible job, Doug. Or so it seems. You know, well, yeah. it, it's... It, you know, I asked the question about Trump. I mean, and Ted, uh, um, and I know uh, Steve was on Rick Wiles. Steve Quayle was on Rick Wiles talking about the Nazis and um, his book Empire Beneath the Ice. But but aside from that, speaking of Nazis and you know, are you do you see similarities today? And I'm just going to toss this out there. I don't care if this is this is to, uh, regarding Don, Donald Trump or whoever. Do you see similarities today where the American people are looking for that political savior like Germany did, you know, as Hitler was rising to power? Are, are we seeing the same kind of fertile ground here and the same mentality? You know, my mom told me, because remember my mom, you're, you're asking the right person with this, right? Because my mom was there. My relatives all still live there. I go over there and visit them as much as I can. In fact, my daughter spent four months in Germany last a year and a half ago. And here's what I've learned, and this is what my mom taught me. The German people were so beaten down by the Versailles Treaty. I mean, they were, they were, they were starving in the streets because of what had happened and what the bankers had done. And this is the Rothschild banking community, the Satan boys. And they had basically taken over all the assets. They had destroyed the middle class, and they were just impoverished. And she said that it was so bad they were spending 40 billion marks for one loaf of bread and they'd have to run over in the wheelbar with the money before the marks became so much less valuable that they would have to bring even more. They were burning the money for wood, for firewood, to keep their furnaces hot because it was cost a lot more to buy firewood than it cost for the marks. And she said the German people became so impoverished and so depressed. And then, and then they were getting better. The, the, the United States, you know, through the Rockefellers and the Fords and all these people, were starting to pour a lot of money into Germany after the Weimar Republic pretty much collapsed in the late 20s. But then what happened is the Great Depression hit, and the German economy completely collapsed again. They were dealing with 30, 40, 50 percent unemployment. It was absolutely horrific over there, and again, people couldn't eat. And that's when Hitler showed up. That's because remember he'd already been put in jail once because of the beer, that 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 Munich beer brawl or whatever he had in that one place, trying to do a forced takeover. And he ended up going to jail and writing the book Mein Kampf, and then he wrote yeah, the second, the Untitled book. And and the craziest thing is, yes, Doug. The seeds have been sown for a dictator to come into the United States as a savior to bring us back to the glory days of the United States because we have all become so despondent in the aggregate now of what they've done to us that we don't know what to do or who to turn to. And that's one of the reasons that we've turned to Donald Trump. Now, I don't think he's an Adolf Hitler. I don't think he's that. But what I do know is this. He's going to be different than any president we've ever had. I, got, I guarantee you that. And I hope it's different in a good way because this mess that we've got in the White House right now with this nonsense that's going on. I mean, Jim Willie said they have gay parties in the White House now. I mean, the Democrats, that doesn't surprise me at all. And the crazy thing about any of this stuff is that is that where we want the United States to go? Is this what we want from the United States? Is this who we expect us to be as Americans? I mean, this is insanity what's happened to the United States. That's why the only hope we have is to have somebody come in who's not an insider 
who's a business guy, I guess, like Trump, because because Ted Cruz, I can't stand the guy. I warned everybody on your show that his wife was a global, you know, a Goldman Sachs insider. They took a million dollar loan from Goldman Sachs. I mean, she, she's, I mean, it's one of the banks of the Federal Reserve System, for heaven's sakes. And, and then he's in their back pocket. And, and Trump was right. And I, 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 yesterday I had a long talk with a good friend of mine. He's a real estate attorney in New York City. And I asked him, I said, uh, I, I'm not going to mention his name out of respect for him. I asked him, I said, I'm going to call him uh, David. His name's not David. I said, David, let me ask you a question. I said, is Trump for, we, for real? And he goes, yeah, Teddy, goes, Trump's for real. He does what he says he's going to do. He goes, I'm supporting Trump. This guy's a big, big part of the, the, the Republican Party in New York City. And I said, can he be bought? And he goes, absolutely not. He can't be bought. He goes, this guy's telling the truth. He's had enough of what's going on in the United States, and he wants to change. He wants to restore the greatness of the country. And he says, we can't do it with open immigration and open borders, and he wants to have a change. He said, the only problem is they're probably going to set him up for a broker convention. And he says, and Hillary's about to get herself indicted. Obama will probably pardon her, but that'll be the end of her Democratic run. And he goes, on top of that, he goes, we all know that Bernie Sanders won't get the nomination. It'll be a broker convention. They're probably going to put Joe Biden in as a, as a Democratic nominee. In addition to that, if, if Trump doesn't pick up 50, over 50% of the votes on the first election ballot, then we've got a brokered convention. And they said that everybody's pushing for Jeb Bush to go in. And I, and I mean, this is crazy. This whole thing is nuts. We need another Bush in the White House like we need another hole in our head, Doug. I mean, and we know that. But see, Donald Trump better be careful because that's what, that's what my buddy told me up in New York. He said, they're gunning for Trump. They hate Trump. They don't want him in the White House because they're scared of him because they can't control him. Oh. Yeah, I, I, if I was him, I, I certainly would be keeping out of uh, small aircraft. And well, I told my wife last night when we watched the 757 come in you know, on CNN and they was doing interviews in there. I said, if I was him, I would have a full staff of people who worked on my plane, and I would have armed security personnel standing around that aircraft at night when it's sitting alone on the tarmac. I would not allow that that anybody to touch that plane that had not worked for me for years and years and years. I'd fly them with me for maintenance because it's exactly. one of those deals. It's that dangerous for him right now. It really, really is, Doug. I mean, they could hit him with an energy weapon from 100 miles away, and we have that technology to track those planes from satellite, from orbit, and nail him with an energy weapon, and that plane would just blow up, and they would say, oh my God, Donald Trump's plane blew up, somebody must have hated him, and they've killed him now. We have the technology to do that. Now, whether or not we're willing to use that type of technology, I don't know, but it's sad because uh, he's got them all scared, or it's obfuscation, but I think he's got them scared, Doug, I really do. Here's, a, here's an article by Michael Schneider. Yeah. Uh, it says that uh, it says Americans really, really hate the government. <laughs> this goes right to what you just said, Doug. And he wrote this on January 26th. He goes, if there's one thing that Americans can agree with these days is the fact that most of us don't like the government. CBS News has just released an article entitled, Americans Hate the U.S. Government More Than Ever. And an average of recent surveys calculated by the Real Clear Politics found that 63% of all Americans believe the country is headed in the wrong direction. And it's not just Barack Obama or members of Congress that America is disgusted with. According to the CBS News article, it says that our satellite is, we're sick of the federal agencies and all of this, everything, the FBI, the IRS, everybody. We've had it with everything. Yesterday I was at the post office and we got a uh, letter in, which I did not take, by the way, because I found out it had no address, it had no name on it, so I refused to take it and for the office. I remember I don't take, I don't take certified mail without, I don't know who it's coming from. And it was interesting, uh, he was sorting through all the letters trying to find my letter that I had, right, Doug? 
And he had like a stack of like 70 letters in his hand. 50 of them were from the IRS. They were certified letters going to the people in our community. That's just one day. 50 letters. The agency's out of control. Obamacare or related or, or what do you think? I have no idea. It's probably because their taxes are due or they're not filing proper taxes or whatever. I don't know. But that, that's just not my town. That's everywhere. But now here's another interesting article. After the Saudis beheaded 47 people the first of the year, Belgium is now refusing to sell them ammunition and arms, and Germany may follow. On Saturday, this is a few weeks ago, the Saudi Arabian government beheaded 47 people, one of whom was a prominent Shia cleric, uh, a senior opposition figure. He and the others were all killed for their charges of undermining the national security of the kingdom. And now finally, Germany is saying, hey, look, Maybe we shouldn't be giving these guys arms. Maybe we shouldn't give these guys missiles. Maybe we shouldn't be giving these guys guns. I mean, this is just crazy. Another article, small arms sales skyrocket in Germany after Cologne assaults in the media. The spike has been sparked by fears of a large influx of refugees and migrants that may affect public safety. I mean, duh. My family in Germany, they're all asking me how to come to the United States. They don't know what to do. They're scared. They're really scared. The demand for self-defense weapons, such as non-lethal and gas pistols, pepper sprays, electroshock weapons, has doubled in Germany, local license authorities say. And we know what happened in Cologne, Germany, when over a thousand women were, or over a thousand people assaulted hundreds of women there. I mean, it's turning into the rape capital of Europe, uh, Sweden and Germany. And the sad part about it is it was one of the best places in the world to live as far as safety. And now more and more and more of these militant folks are coming in, and they're angry. Here's another article. German shops sell out of pepper spray in the wake of the Cologne migrant rapes. Uh, there's been an enormous rise in the demand for self-defense products, including pepper spray in Germany, as women react to the hundreds and hundreds of sex crimes and assaults all over Europe and all over Germany. I mean, guys, what do you think about this? I mean, I think Donald Trump's right about this, that we should stop all imports of all of these Muslims until we can sort this mess out. I mean, he's saying the right stuff, guys. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. No, look, um, Islam is not a religion. It is a political system disguised or, you know, uh, sold under the pretext of it being a religious ideology. And it's, it's, this is an alien invasion here in the United States. And and Muhammad, in in the uh, Quran and the Hadith, discusses the necessity of alien invasion or Muslim invasion into a, into a populace, not for assimilation, not for productivity, but for conquest. So this is all part of the, the, the program. But, but, but Ted, I, here's one thing that I don't hear many people talking about. If you, if you look at the larger picture from, from afar, I, I believe that, that uh, just like during Nazi Germany with the Muslims, where Himmler recognized that Christianity wouldn't do, but Islam would do as a weapon. Well, Islam was weaponized by the Nazis. Uh, well, actually, during World War One, but into World War Two, I believe we're seeing the same thing replay out here in America, where Islam is being weaponized for a specific purpose, and that is to uh, distill and and to make ultimately make uh, illegal Islam, Christianity, and Judaism for the purpose of instilling a one-world state government. Uh, look at the bigger picture, but but yes, I, I mean I I totally agree with everything, or, but I think the picture is a little bit bigger than that. Uh, you know, the bigger than the uh, the Islamic problem. I think uh, because why are they? Why would any reasonable, sane, rational human being 
uh, or group of people in power allow this to happen on purpose. I don't think, you know, it's got to be for a larger purpose, and it's not just the subjugation through Islam. It's it's the three steps ahead, which is, hey, we've got to we've got to um, eliminate all monotheistic religions or the three major monotheistic religions in order to bring in a uh, one world order. That's or one world uh, religion. That's my thought on that, anyway. So. Well, no, I agree, so with you. It is. I agree with you. I agree. Oh, I need to say one thing I forgot to tell you. Austin's going to fuss at me about this. My son, Austin, because we, we're giving everybody a discount. It's called Doug5 is the coupon code. If you want to order anything from Health Masters, I forgot to, I forgot to tell you, Doug, at the beginning of the show. It's Doug5, D-O-U-G-5. Just put it in all lowercase with a five, no space. And that'll get you 5% off everything, including the three pack specials, the distillers, Everything comes up with a five percent discount now from Health Masters through next week. So I was I wanted to I wanted to share that with you guys. I think it's through February the seventh or eighth. So, uh, but just uh, I apologize for not telling you that because we always try to do something so, for your listeners every time we're on. That's fantastic. So, so folks, listen to that. The coupon code is Doug Five D O U G the number five five percent off everything in the store tonight. And no, Eric, not S O B one. Stop it. It's Doug <laughs> Five. All right. Hey, well, thank you. I mean, that's great. So, thank you so much. Thanks, Doug. Let me see that right back. By the way, France has now declared permanent police state martial law. Did you know that? This happened on the 26th. This is you know, yeah, I was trying to verify. Uh, to, I mean, when, when you say martial law... Uh, well, it's called permanent police state. I guess it's not really martial, martial law, yeah. but they're they're, they're playing with semantics now, police state versus martial law. But they've gone into like 2,500 homes now since the attack there, and they're and they're basically uh, just raiding people without any kind of due process. Uh, French Prime Minister Emmanuel Valls declared last week his country's state of emergency will last until the total and global war against the Islamic State is completed. I don't even know what the heck that even means. Following the attacks in Paris on November the 13th, the French government rapidly declared a state of emergency. Heavily armed and militarized SWAT teams have conducted over 2,500 raids and arrested hundreds of people. They allow them to search all buildings and private residents in the preemptive arrest without probable cause of any individual deemed by French authorities to be suspect or dangerous. I mean, gosh, this sounds like French people are undergoing what the Gestapo went through. Well, you know, I got a news flash here. Why don't you stop bringing the Muslims in? If you know the Muslims are doing this, and they're saying the Islams, if they're doing this, why don't we just stop bringing them in? And remember, there's 8 million more in the pipeline due to Angela Merkel coming in right now. And Italy just dreads the looming of the invasion. They're saying there are 400,000 new immigrants coming in the next couple of weeks because they can't get out of Italy because all the borders have been closed. And remember, I told you guys, I was in Czechoslovakia, and I went through the border into Germany there, and it, sure enough, the military had just had taken everybody off the interstate, off the Autobahn, and they were searching all the vehicles. They didn't search us because, you know, we're, we're in a car full of white people, and so they didn't want to do that. But the craziest thing is they're being stuck now in Italy, 400,000 new immigrants in the next coming weeks. And the sad part about this is Italy doesn't have the resources for this, guys. This is going to completely and totally destroy Europe. I mean, Israel's already completely just rife with crime. I mean, when you go to when you go to Italy, you can't even wear a wedding band. I mean, you, you have to be so careful. You've got to wear a money belt everywhere you go because it's already that much, that much criminality in Italy. I mean, we had multiple people on the last trip that we went over there. They got mugged. 
in the, in Rome. And so it's one of those places that, you know, it's already bad to go there because they're so broke already with the government. They're like a failed state at this point. And here we go, 400,000 immigrants. But again, it's Cloward and Piven, Doug, Joe. It's all about totally and completely collapsing the infrastructure of the European Union. And I believe that we're going to see a major, major drop in the European Union this year as far as their abilities to do much of anything anymore. What do you guys think? Agreed. Uh, I totally agreed. Um, wanted to ask your, your opinion as well. Since, since you're talking about in, in this venue, in, in this topic, what's your thoughts on this international martial law, if you will, the uh, uh, authorization of use of military force anywhere on the planet by uh, you know the fast tracking of this issue? What's your thoughts on that? The uh, well, again, it, it's exactly what they want. I mean, th- th- this is the goal. I mean, this is what they want to do. This is why they're pushing it. This is why the globalists are pushing it because the United States is, is the uh, is the enforcement arm of the Rothschild banking cartel and the IMF. I mean, that's what that's what we do. I mean, we're their we're their we're their we're their serfs. We're their slaves. This is what we do. They own the country because of debt, and and they control Congress because of the lobbying and because of the money they give to these congressmen. And if they give this president the ability to declare war anywhere he wants to declare war, there's nothing to stop him from declaring war on the soil of the United States. That's I mean, that was my yeah. I really want to know if you think. I mean, it, the timing seems suspect because we got what a year or nine months before the election, uh, whatever it is uh, roughly. But uh, do, do you see this? Perhaps. Well, I, well, I, I can tell you how the scenario could play out. Donald Trump gets a nomination. Donald Trump wins the election. And in between November and January, he takes office. Obama implements this thing, and Trump doesn't take office. I mean, just that simple. I mean, it really goes that easy. I mean, the globalists are hedging their bets with this. That's what I think. That's what it looks like to me, Doug. They're hedging their bets in case Donald Trump pulls off the impossible and goes against them. Because remember, the Diebold election machines, they can't crash every precinct in every state in every county. They're just designed to crash the major precincts in swing states. That's what they're designed to do. They're not. They're not designed. They don't have the. They don't have the technology or the manpower to crash every precinct in every state and every county. They can't do that. I don't think. I don't think they have. They don't have the physical ability to do that. You know, if you have four or five swing states and you got major counties in those swing states, they can do those four or five counties and four or five states. Okay, that's what happened with Romney. But the problem is, uh, I don't think that's going to happen. I think. I think it's going to be a massive landslide like we had with Reagan against Mondale. That's what I think it's going to be. I don't think they can fix this, and they're scared to death. I think of Trump. I really do. Because you I don't, don't think, think anybody can control the guy. The the only thing I'm well, not the only thing, but the the one primary thing I'm worried about right now is the um, what they can do with like bumping him, bumping his name off the uh, uh, ballots in various states that would be key states for the uh, you know uh, for the ballot uh, and put him on the ballot. Yeah, but you got to remember, Trump hasn't gotten mean yet. He's been he's been pretty nice. I mean, this boy's got some money. I mean, he he, he had, had a bunch of his friends throw down a million bucks a pop yesterday for the veterans. You know, right. I mean, he can if he want he wants to crank some cash out. He go he go he can go throw half a million dollars or forget a half a million, five hundred million, half a billion into advertising immediately to say what they just done to him. And I mean, he could just absolutely eviscerate him, and they know that. I mean, he has the he has the cash flow and the ability to do all of that, and I think that's what scares him because he can't be bought. And, that, and that's my that's my real estate attorney buddy in, in New York told me yesterday. He said Trump can't keep it. He can't be bought. He has more money than he knows what to do with. 
And uh, I think that's got them a little bit upset, and I think they may be hedging their bets with this little law here, giving Obama the right to declare law, any, declare war anywhere in any place, including the continental United States, which I think is complete and totally reckless. This is all the stuff. This is all. This is all from the national. This is all from the Patriot Act and the National Defense Authorization Act. I mean, Hitler was able to do all of this stuff legally. That's how he did it all, because he got all these things in place before he implemented them, and that, that's what they do with Operation Valkyrie. You know, they yep. had everything in place that if he got killed, they could they could start up a new government immediately in Germany upon Hitler's death, and Hitler signed it all in. It was all contingency plans. And then when he wasn't killed because that bomb went off by that big oak leg of that big that big that huge six inch thick oak thing that didn't kill him, uh, you know, all those guys with Operation Valkyrie, pretty much all of them were hung because they were trying to take power away from Hitler. So there's all these contingency plans for the continuity of government that are always in place, Doug. And it doesn't surprise me at all if that's one of the other continuity plans is to let this current president, this guy that we know, that we don't even, I mean, we, we pretty much know that, you know, all the guys, there are a lot of guys came out and said he had some strange sexual things going on with him back before he became president. They all yep. pretty much died out of Chicago. So this guy can easily be controlled and manipulated, which he's already shown that. And he's shown us one thing. He's a terrible golf player. That's what he's shown us. And he likes to play golf, and he's just a figurehead. And, again, the globalists are running the entire planet. And it's just sad that this is actually happening, and it's happened to the United States. It all started back in 1947 with the forming of the CIA, I guess from the OSS, I guess that was, or the operate, what was that, that, that war agency. And then, you know, and then everything went black, and then we stopped getting told the truth about everything. And we started that shadow government thing going on. A lot of people say that's because of Roswell and what happened there. And, they, and then and this whole, this big black ops thing started getting funded. It's just a big mess. And if you start reading these different books and these different things and what actually happened back then, you begin to get a better handle of how bad it is. But here's another article. Uh, Norway's largest bank is now calling for a total end to cash. How you like that, guys? Mark of the beast. Oh, yeah. It's coming. Yeah. It's coming. Mm-hmm. They don't want us using uh, cash anymore because they can't manipulate it. And, of course, you hey, guys have already covered the stories about these guys in Europe and Germany who emptied their bowels in the swimming pool with everybody swimming in the hot tub and everything, haven't you? No. Please, I read we, that. We, we opted not to really cover that. But I, that, this is worth a mention because, now, well, go ahead. Well, I'm not going to really go into detail about it. They were doing all kinds of other uh, lewd things there, too. So they were actually thrown out. And uh, I'm not going to talk about it because it kind of is, because I may have kids listening to the show tonight. But they were actually uh, doing lewd acts and defecating, emptying their bowels in public swimming areas in Europe. And see, the Germans, this is funny because, you know, Germany's funny about this. And it's just a lot of places in Europe are like this. Most of the saunas you go to, they're all sitting around naked, right? But it's men and women sitting in there naked, right? This is just how they live over there. I mean, it's just very strange culture like that. I remember one time I was in there, and I was in, I was in southern Germany, Bavaria, and I went into the steam room. I'm wearing a robe, right? They all started yelling at me in German that I couldn't come in there with a robe when I had to be naked. I kid you not, Doug. I kid you not. And I started laughing, and I said, got it, guys, I'm out. So I walked back out, and I thought, gosh, I had no idea. It was co-ed, right? That's when I found that out. And see, and these Muslims are going into these places with these co-ed bathing areas and all this kind of stuff. They're not used to that, Doug. And they're just, they're, and, and they, but of course, everybody knows better than the, to use the bathroom in, in, a, in a swimming pool. I remember years ago, uh, we had a guy come down the house. He wasn't the brightest bulb in the box, and we had a party there for the church. We had the swimming pool, and he brings a 
kid in there in a diaper who's like a year old and he's playing with him in the <laughs> pool and I told him I said is that a waterproof diaper he goes oh no no it's no problem it's no problem well sure enough it was a problem after about three <laughs> minutes the diaper exploded the kid's diaper was full of poop the whole pool went brown people were screaming and running out of the swimming pool looking for water hoses and outside showers I mean it was awful and it took a week to get the pool clean and you think wow that's awful it was awful but the craziest thing is this guy did it on purpose. He just decided to empty his bowels inside of the swimming pool or inside of the kid's jacuzzi or whatever it was. And they, and they know better than that. It's just that they just do it. They're doing it because they can. And the Germans, the police, never arrest these guys. They were asked to leave. They weren't even arrested. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, you know, while you're on that subject, just let me ask you a real quick uh, question about the uh, jacuzzis and the hot tubs. Do you, Ted Brewer, use jacuzzis and hot tubs like in the hotels, or, or are they petri dishes for, you know, gunkies? Doug, I won't even use my own hot tub without dumping the water no, no. first. Okay, no, no, no. Answers no. Okay, no, no, no. I guess no. I, I understand the water aspect of things, but um, well, the okay, never mind. I won't go any further than that. But uh, like, if you had a, a method of cleaning it out, you would not certainly. Never mind. Okay. No, if I could get in a hot tub at a public facility by myself with my wife, and I could have the whole thing emptied out and scrubbed and put with fresh water with no chlorine, I don't have a problem with it. Okay, but they're not going to let you do that. I mean, that's right. what I do at my own house. I mean, I won't even get my own hot tub dug unless I dump the no. water out with the chlorine. I would never use a public bath. I won't even get in a public pool. People urinate in them. They they spit in them. They have us oh, awful. It's nasty. No, I, I'm sorry, God. I remember. I, 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 was, I was I was more more thinking more on the lines of you know um, uh, what do you call those like like a comfort inn or something where it, it's instead of a bathtub, um, it's just now, a now, tub. I, I, I will do I, I will do a steam room or a sauna, you know, but I only sit on towels. Okay, and I don't like the co-ed stuff over in Europe. To me, that's just a little bit too weird, and uh, I just don't have any interest in that. And uh, but so I just uh, just don't I don't do the co-ed stuff. But I have had several hotels because we're Starwood members, and every once in a while we get enough points to get free hotel room. Some of these fancy hotels, and they'll have all that stuff downstairs. But I just always uh, I just make sure I'm always sitting on towels, and I'm always wearing flip flops in the in the showers and everything else. But I, but these hotels are really really clean. I would never go to like a third world hotel and do something like that just because of you get athletes' feet and everything else from that. It's just, it's just nasty. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta exactly. remember, I'm the same right. guy that walked around the Conradi building in Tallahassee when I was taking biochemical genetics at Florida State University using a wet cotton swab in a Petri dish to find out what I could grow off the doorknobs and the door handles and the stair rails in the building. <laughs> remember, that's, I'm that guy, Doug. Okay? And all, and every single surface that we, I, I use it on, we were able to grow fecal coliform off every single surface. Doorknobs, the, the buttons for the elevators, oh, stair rails. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, we grew fecal coliform. That means people were, were going in the bathroom, getting poop on their hands, not washing their hands, and going out and touching elevator buttons and doorknobs, and everybody touches them thinking it's okay, and they all have poop on them. I mean, it's just oh, that, it, make, it makes you it makes you want to dress in a biohazard suit now. You know, I mean, I I'm sorry. Or well, never what, I, what it makes me do is every time I go into a bathroom, I don't touch the water knobs or anything else without using a paper towel, and I won't touch the handles going out without using a paper towel, and I always wash my hands, and I don't use those Dyson air blowers either because you can't put your hand in those things without touching the sides when you try to pull it back out because of the air pressure. I mean, I just walk around oh. with wet hands and walk out. 
And if I have to, I'll use yeah. toilet paper to open the door. I don't, I don't touch that stuff, guys. If you knew what I know about the biochemical aspect of all this stuff, you wouldn't either. I mean, that's, that's what, that's what. Hey, Eric, just, Eric just, uh, send a message over the tele, teleprompter here. Uh, so, so I suppose water parks are out, huh? Yeah, for, for you. Well, you know, water parks, you know, they, they, those things are, they have massive, the stuff here in Disney World, they got massive, massive, massive filtration systems that clean that water constantly. And, you know, they're probably going to be okay. Because you're not, unless you want to start diving under the water and drinking it and stuff like that, I wouldn't do that. But you know, if I'm if I'm doing a, a tube slide or something like that, I've done those before. But you know, but I don't, but I don't get in there and start spitting out water and stuff. I don't, I don't do all that nonsense. That's just that's just too uh, young. Here's gotcha. here's another article. Elite will use migrants to destroy the European labor pool. Uh, yeah, I believe that. <laughs> I believe that's going to happen. Uh, and you you guys have already reported on the Baltic Dry Index. I'm sure about that, correct? You, you, yeah, initially points to three. Was it three thirty five? Right. And now? we have a we have a a listener who has been sending us daily updates, and we appreciate that. Thank you, Larry, for for that. The Baltic Dry Index right now, Phil. Again today, of course, uh, significant declines. Another twelve points, three twenty five. I, you know what, Ted, and and what we talked about this earlier in the week. I believe uh, I believe it will drop down to three twenty two, uh, for reasons that should appear or should be obvious to you. Well, yeah, because, I mean, what's happening, this is the raw materials that are being sent in different places for manufacturing. The entire world, and I talked about this in the first hour, is in the process of just completely caving in. This, this, this thing that happened in 2007 and 2008 with the banks and with the, with AIG and with the, and with the swaps, we're, we're a hundred times deeper than that. I mean, this, this is unbelievable. We're at two quadrillion now. I mean, this is insanity what's happening. And if we lose the reserves to currency status or the petrodollar falls, um, we're in a mess. Oh, by the way, France's highway systems, next article, this is from Zero Hedge, have descended into chaos and lawlessness as these refugees are going into the middle of the highways with tires, stopping traffic, piling up the tires, and lighting them to cause conflict. And none of them were arrested again. It's just unbelievable what's happening. Uh, another article from uh, Waking Time. Um, this is from um, I don't see the um, I don't see the name of the person on this article. Oh yeah, uh, Catherine Frombich. She says electromagnetic magnetic frequencies prevent germination. If you take plants or seeds and you want to germinate them, you put them in front of a Wi-Fi router, they will not germinate. Isn't that interesting? They will not germinate. Another interesting. Uh. Here, so so the, the Wi-Fi router I've got next to my desk, head level, I should probably move my desk, right? Well, what I do is now, I mean, on my office, you know, there's like a little bedroom behind my office, and my Wi-Fi router is about 35 feet away from me behind a concrete block wall for me to do Skype with tonight. I used to sit by there, and what I would do is I would do the show with you guys on telephone, which I could sit, and I'd sit right at my desk, but now because the Wi-Fi router is right there, I don't do that anymore. I mean, because I used to use, like I said, the telephone to do the show. Because I think Skype gives me a much better audio quality. And so that's why I'm sitting 40 feet away, 30 feet away from the Wi-Fi router now, because I don't want to sit in and just microwave my brain for three hours while I'm doing all show on Skype. And so I have moved back to a dining room table back here, and this is where I'm doing my show from now, because I realize it's just not worth it, guys. It's not worth all that, that radiation, this microwave energy going into your brain. Here's an interesting one, too. This is from Alexander Bruce. They're now developing techniques to upload brain maps of the dead. This is not a joke. 
Level 9 News is back with another hair-raising story centering on research being undertaken to presidential decree by large tech companies like Dougal. This, of course, will include Google and DARPA and Singularity University to explore ways to extend human life by hundreds if not thousands of years. Humanitech, an L.A.-based AI company, is looking to take this quest for immorality a step further by transferring the minds and personalities of the dead into artificial neural networks and then downloading these into artificial bodies or cybernetic humanoid units. It's totally nuts, and she says it is not a joke. Can you believe this stuff? Yes, this is sadly, exactly, yes. This is, I know, me too. This is what Tom Horn talks about. The International Monetary Fund is now recommending that governments that are indebted confiscate citizens' assets to pay back the International Monetary Fund in the Rothschild banking community. Is that crazy or what? <laughs> I mean, of course, does that surprise anybody? Here's no. the top seven worst countries as the debt to percentage of GDP as of September 2014, according to Forbes. Debt to GDP, Japan is 227% debt to GDP. Greece, 175. Italy, 132. Portugal, 129. Singapore, 105. The United States, 101. Number six worst in the world for debt to GDP. Belgium is 101.5. I mean, unbelievable, the debt to GDP that we're producing in the United States. Next article, Detroit is collapsing the third world status as water supply becomes too toxic to drink. And again, all of these country, all of these areas, these huge cities, we mentioned this earlier in the show, they basically have a hundred year old infrastructure that needs to be torn up and replaced. And the government is broke because we spent it all in building deep underground military bases and fighting wars we don't need to fight. And propping up the big banks so they can steal all of the stuff. Unbelievable. Uh, leaked emails. Government officials mocked the Flint residents who complained about the water. Mocked them. Laughed at them. Joked about them. Said they were absolutely awful because they were saying that they, it's not their problem that these guys are drinking this water. And again, get a distiller. All I can say is get a distiller. It's absolutely critical. Uh, here's a, a, a thing by, up in Massachusetts by Adam Salazar, and it says the, the, the city of Massachusetts is, is demanding that firearm applicants write an essay explaining the need for a gun. I mean, can you believe this? Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, what happened to our Second Amendment right? I would just put down my the essay would be Second Amendment. That's all I would say. Right. That's all I'd say. You know, that's all neat. You know, sadly, and we only have about four minutes left. I can't believe where the time went, but sadly, that's all we really need to say. But too few people understand um, the, the Second Amendment, and you know, either either we we oppose tyranny or we enable it. There is no middle ground. Time is not on our side, and and wrapping ourselves in you know. Wrapping tyranny, I should say, in the American flag and calling it security, it does not make it any less evil. That's all I got to say about that. So the Second Amendment uh, is there for a reason. Right. You, look what Trump said to Hillary Clinton last week. He said, "If guns don't keep you safe, then disarm your bodyguards." Right. <laughs> really? Okay? There you go. And then, yeah. then, then, then he said, "Then he said, he said, he says, quote, I will not let Obama screw around with the Second Amendment.'" And he's already saying that he'll completely executive order that last executive order out of existence. So if he does all of this stuff that he says he's going to do, I tell you what, it's going to be another John F. Kennedy in the White House. That's why you got to be, we got to pray for Trump that if he's for real, we got to pray God's protection on him. In fact, let's do that right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, protect Donald Trump. Father, give him supernatural protection. 
We station your angels around him, Lord. We plead the blood of Christ over him, Lord. We place a hedge of thorns around him, Lord, because if this is the man that you've sent to us to help us in these end times, please keep him safe, Father. In Jesus' name I pray. And I mean that very sincerely, because if this is the guy who we're supposed to have, Doug, we got to pray they don't JFK him. I mean, this is a problem. I, I, I hope he's aware of it. I, and I asked my real estate buddy, that the attorney yesterday, and he says he brings his own professional bodyguards with him everywhere he goes. He, he won't trust the Secret Service by themselves. He won't do that. He said he, he brings his own staff with him. And I, and I think that's, that I'm glad that I know that because he needs that desperately right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. Because he's so accessible, Doug. He wasn't standing in front of plexiglass last night in front of all those veterans. I don't know if they screened him with metal detectors or not. But he needs to realize he's got to have, make sure he's covered up. He said he needs to be in, he needs to be in, uh, you know, in, in armored vehicles. I mean, he, if, if he really is going after the globalists like this, he really is planning on doing this, uh, we got to pray for this guy on an ongoing basis every single day to make sure that he's protected because the truth is, they're going to be out there looking for him, buddy, every chance they get. And I, and I believe that with all my heart, if he's for real. I believe that. Yeah, I do as well. I do pray that uh, he is for real. And I pray that once he gets in, if that is, if he does get in, that um, he keeps to his word. You know, it's just, it, I don't know. It, it Realizing that there's, there are no political solutions to our spiritual problems, we can still, you know, it was certainly still... Uh, hope that a man of morals and integrity does get in the uh, uh, the White House, and you know even with the slanted, tilted, and corrupted uh, voting system that we've got. But, but you're right, Ted. When are our last minute, Ted? Doug Five, by the way, is the coupon code Doug Five. Healthmasters.com. Order. Hey, this is a good time to order distillers. Doug Five coupon code five percent off. Go ahead, Joe. Yeah, um, Ted. Before we let you go, any any closing thoughts? I just want people to realize that, you know, we in the patriot community have to be like the sower and the seed. You know, we're going to have to tell our friends, and some of the seeds are going to fall by rocky ground, and some of it's going to be picked up by birds. And don't be chasing the birds. I mean, just let the birds go. Just keep sowing the seed. I mean, if you start chasing birds, you stop sowing seed. Some of it's going to fall on rocky ground. Some of it's going to fall on thorny ground. Some of it's going to get choked out. Some of it's going to wither and die with the first hot area, the first hot wind, hot, hot, hot area with no rain. I mean, Jesus taught this parable that has so many different meanings and so many different levels of our life. But keep sowing the seed. Keep sowing the seed of the Hagman and Hagman show, the Ted Brower show, and keep telling people the truth about what's going on. And I promise you, they will listen because I'm seeing people waking up all over the United States now, Doug. Just keep preaching the truth. Keep standing in the faith. Remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Amen. Thank you, Ted. Thank you, Ted. Healthmasters.com. And Breakthrough Health is the, the book, his uh, radio show right here on Global Star Radio Network, 3 p.m. weekdays, 7 p.m. on Sunday. See you Have Monday. a great night. Bless you guys. This is the Global Star Radio Network.